Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. It's 1-800-259-9231. Nick joining us uh, as uh, every, as he does every other week from uh, Free Minds TV is one of the, the two hosts over there. If you have yet to see it, you should go and watch at freemindstv.com. Good stuff. Uh, so, 800-259-9231. Start things out tonight. We go right to the phone calls and talk to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Paula, Florida? Yes, hi. Hey, what's hey. on your mind? Uh, uh, what, is, what we found out this morning, more children are dying from these injections that they're giving them. Dear God, what injections? Uh, the, uh, the cervical cancer, also the polio they're shots. They're children cervical cancer? They No, they died of the injections. They have live cells in them. What? Is the it HPV the vaccine? Is that morning. what it is? Huh? Is that the HPV vaccine that, that you're talking about? In Texas? Yeah, for the cervical cancer, yeah, and also the polio injections, too. Well, I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, these things are dangerous. Uh, these I know vaccinations, that. you're right, they are. In many cases, they're either live, a little bit live, or cultures, uh, they're, uh, dead. Some, in some cases, they're dead cultures. But the fact is, um, immunization is a numbers game. We'll immunize the population, and if it kills off a per- small percentage, you know, like less than a 1% of the population, that's a, an acceptable number as far as they're concerned. Um, and for no reason at all, autism is shot through the roof in the last 20 or 30 years. Why do we have all these autistic kids? The only explanation I can come up with, immunization. Uh, also, also mm-hmm. because of all the stuff they have been dumping on us for uh, since 1968. They have been flying chemicals and, and diseases all, all through the air. Yeah, that's paranoid claptrap in my opinion. <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> actually, that's there are a couple documented cases of very dilute tests of chemical agents. Like, well, wait, like wait, what? Back in the 50s. Uh, I don't remember. I remember they were chemical agents and biological where agents. Did, where did they test them? Uh, I know San Francisco was one. That's that's pretty well documented. It, they've done some pretty blatant stuff in the open. I am glad to see the tinfoil hat contingent represented tonight. Yeah, here I, didn't, talk uh, I didn't well, know that uh, you were a chemtrail guy. <laughs> I'm not a chemtrail guy. I'm not talking, I'm not, I'm not talking about chemtrails from were, commuter aircraft. Were, were I'm they, talking about military chemical weapons. Were they steering these diseases with the HARP um, uh, transmitter in Alaska? I, I'm not sure. Exactly. See, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I just know that there is some mainstream documentation of chemical testing on the population. Paula, thanks for the call. We it appreciate it. It must be true. Yeah, we've had enough about the bird flu. You called earlier, and that was about enough of that. Well, you know, she's, yeah. she's just concerned with your she health, She is my darn friend. concerned, and if you put your children in the hands of the government, well, then you shouldn't be too surprised that some kids are going to end up dead, because the government, they just don't care. They pretend like they care, well, but... I think that they, they have... There's, there's this acceptable number of, um, you know mortality rate as far as their immunizations go. They don't want to see children die, but at the same time, they'd rather see the whole population protected. It's, they're sort of looking at it from this, um, it's better that one dies and, and so that a you know, 100,000 might live kind Nonsense. of angle, you know, the whole Star Trek thing. Yeah, well, it's, it's easy for them to say that because it's not their kids they're giving the shots to at that point. Anyway. Well, I'm sure they do. I'm sure the vast majority of politicians out there, kids are immunized. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to go out maybe on not. that uh, but, but going back to this uh, chemtrail thing here. Now, <laughs> I'm not a chemtrail guy. Chemtrail. I, I, I want to clarify. I'm not a chemtrail guy, the usual. So this is like chemical munitions uh, tests that were done in the 50s? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and they, they there were some injections that were done um, to unknowing civilians, too. Now, very dilute. 
certainly it's certainly Quite true easy. that the uh, government at state and federal levels has been caught doing nasty things uh, to people over the years. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but the people like Paula believe that that uh, every single day in America there are planes crisscrossing the sky, releasing I, gases. Paula has not poison. said that. Well, no, I said people but, like Paula. Right. Well, how do you know? No, there's only the one person. Trails people, Mark. Only you know one what I'm person about? like Paula, and that's Paula. Paula either believes that they're flying chemicals over us every day, which she did say they're flying chemicals and, yes. and stuff. And, That's and what she's referring to. But I don't know. Maybe she doesn't believe it's every day, but she believes it's going on today and that it's going on in the present time and that they're supposedly, poison- they're supposedly poisoning us, which, of course, doesn't make sense because people are living longer than they've ever lived in the past. Right, which- and pretty much every airplane technician and airline industry member would have to be in on this vast conspiracy since day one and no one's come out and said anything well about what it. about this the, the vast the, the small conspiracy that you were referring to that they've uh, you know dilute uh, diseases spread it's, over you know the population I, i'm looking for documentation on that i'm pretty sure that's out in the open it was on the history channel oh yeah, it was on the so, history channel well then. usually they they check their facts but yeah yeah probably they, they're check a, more, a lot better than free talk live is probably better than paula too 800-259-9231 <laughs> you can bring up anything to ian in florida ian you're on free talk live hello hey Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, you know, Mark from Florida well, called Well, the bird me. flu, it's really interesting. No, I have nothing to say about that. Thank God. <laughs> Thank goodness, yeah. What, In Orlando, a guy was um, being tried for feeding people, a hundred people. Feeding people people, you mean? or Feeding wait? them food. Well, most of them were homeless, so I guess that's why uh, he was tried. It was but, bad to feed homeless people food? I Yes, maybe it, it violated a city ordinance. Serving ah. food without a permit, I bet, or something like that. Right? That was it. So he was like, in a, he was in a park people. giving out uh, free food to homeless people, drawing them in like uh, you know pigeons uh, in the park, mm-hmm. and uh, they they cited him for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy that you know tax money goes towards that. You, you know. know I don't. I, I understand what you're saying. I don't know how I feel about this. There was an ab, uh, in, in the town I lived in in Florida, uh, Sarasota, Florida. There was uh, same thing. Um, the same thing occurred. Ian and I were on opposite sides of this particular argument at that time. If I lived in the, the particular neighborhood was called Gillespie Park in Sarasota. If I lived in Gillespie Park and every Sunday morning um, somebody came out there and started dishing out free food and drew the hun- homeless people in by the Hundreds. There were more. Sometimes more than two hundred homeless people in there. You know, uh, uh, urinating and defecating all <laughs> over the place. Uh, you know, uh, drinking. It was. It, it was awful. Now we should point out the park you're referring to was a city-owned park, Correct. not a private park. If so, it was private, then thing. they could have their own. Right. If, if it were private, they could have their own rules. So what the city decided to do, in their infinite wisdom was to make it so that anybody that wanted to gather in the city's parks would have to get permission if they were going to have more than 75 people. Right. And so that seems like a bit of an infringement on the right to peaceably assemble, because then you'd have to ask for permission in order to do that. So that was the, uh, the, the sort of the tact I took in, a, in opposition to that particular rule. I don't really know where it currently stands today. We don't live there anymore. So. I yeah. Think, yeah, so private property would really just... Uh, Fix that problem. Sure. Do you solve the problem? Do no you doubt. think that there would be as many parks as there currently are? I mean, I I I think most people don't use parks, um, but they're nice to look at when you go by. You think, ah, a park, how nice. I use the park around here. Well, in big cities like in New York, we went there, and having a park is perfect. I mean, it, it really absolutely is. I, I think that, that Central Park's no park. great. 
and uh, they they have a bunch of them all around the city, and and they're great. I just don't know whether there would be as many parks. I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go out on Lynn and say I don't think there's there would be as many parks um, in a private park system as there currently are today. They would be better. They would be safer. I don't know, maybe. But I don't think there would be. I agree numerous. with that. I agree. Why? I have a thing to say about bridges too. Okay. The whole uh, toll bridge thing. Get it out. We have a private bridge here. We're in. I'm in Destin, Florida, mm-hmm. and. This bridge cuts off six miles, which isn't that much, but it saves a lot of time. And they charge three dollars to anybody, and then you can get like a sun pass, right? And it's just a buck fifty. But still, it's a lot of money to spend, and I don't see how. Like, I think they could charge up to five dollars, and people would still cross it. So then they're below market value. Then I mean, if you're willing to pay five, and they're only charging three, then that's that's a deal, right? Yeah, and well. No, people have to cross it every day. And, I mean, well, do they have to, or can they go around? And bridges. No. B- b- before you go on, bridges are damn expensive projects. Um, exactly. I mean, so they the competition are... for that bridge in a free market. If they could, you know, buy the land next to it, or mm-hmm. you know, make another bridge, it's not like there's going to be three different bridges competing, or even two. Not very likely. It's a lot of money to build a bridge, and you don't get much money right away. So there you go. Yeah. It sounds like an okay deal to me. If it's cutting a whole bunch of time off of uh, when you're driving, if it's making it easier to get from point A to point B, then it's worth the three bucks. If not, go around. Thanks for the call, Ian. We appreciate right. it. 800-259-9231. Private parks. What do you think? Is Mark uh, on the tar- on target here? To Is it true? Do you think that uh, there will be less private parks in a world without government parks? I'm not sure about that. I think that you might find neighborhood associations with their own little parks in their neighborhood areas. And uh, a number of the parks around here, actually, where we live in Keene, New Hampshire, were uh, were land, plots of land that were contributed by private owners to the city. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800 800- 259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Well, the features are totally free. We've got updates. You get signed up. We'll clue you in. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, you'll know first. If you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com, that's updates.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents, like your will or living trust, in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom. You know, I was reading today about that Terry Schiavo case um, a couple of years ago, mm, yeah. and it <laughs> you should have a living will so that that crap doesn't happen to your family. The living will is where you can, uh, d- d- I guess, deem certain things to happen in the in the event that you are still alive but incapacitated or una- unable to communicate in some way? Correct. Right. You, I mean, you could be in stasis for 15 years like Terry Schiavo. Everybody, you know, you're... All you, all the money you've earned, spent, it's terrible crap. Seems like a good investment to me. 800-259-9231, continuing with the phone calls. And on the way, we've had a, a theme over the past couple of days about the Surveillance Society. And I wanted to get to this yesterday, but we got loaded with phone calls. Hopefully we'll get to it tonight, how Baltimore is looking at passing a law to mandate cameras be installed in every new construction project. Uh, we will... Get to that here in a few moments, but first, to the phones, to the fun. Mark in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hello. Hey, how are y'all doing tonight? Great. Hey, Mark, Ian, Nick. Mark, Ian, y'all told me last night that this constitution I had was right. <laughs> what do you mean? I did. I, why well, I, I, I went to that? a gun store today. I was so inspired by your little talk last night about the Second Amendment. I decided I'm going to go exercise my Second Amendment right. Mm-hmm. 
they said I had to fill out paperwork, waiting periods. Yeah. Um, that's not what my constitution says again. Yeah, yeah, your constitution says that your right to keep and bear arms shouldn't be infringed. I'm sure the guys... I felt infringed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the guys at the gun store would agree with you. It's just that they're scared of men that are calling themselves the ATF. They're scared they're going to come by to their store and, you know, throw them in jail cells or find them thousands of dollars if they don't force you to do that paperwork. I looked for, you know, something that says something about that in the Constitution. I couldn't find anything on the ATF. FBI, DEA, or anything about law enforcement, actually, in the Constitution. Well, that's why if you really want to buy a gun, uh, you really shouldn't buy it through legitimate channels. You should buy... I guess not. I guess I'll have to find some kind of criminal and buy a gun from him, you know? Uh, And it's not always necessarily criminal. Up here in New Hampshire, I don't think that there's any... uh, I don't think there are any regulations on just going up to another individual and purchasing a uh, a gun from that person. They don't necessarily have to be a criminal. It's just that if you want to buy a brand new gun from a dealer... Then you do have to go through the federal paperwork, and I sympathize with you, man. I uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, or I empathize, I suppose. Um, I, I, so I didn't get one today. You right. know, I feel a little less safe now. <laughs> so uh, so now, how do I convince my wife that the free state's the only way? Well, I mean, what is your wife? Where is she at right now, politically, mentally, as far as uh, understanding the libertarian? She's principle? almost there. She's still thinks the government can do stuff, though. Hmm, like what? Well, it can do stuff. It can yeah, it can do stuff. It can, it can push people around, and, and she's kind of yeah. learning that it's not all it's cracked up to be. Do you have kids? Yeah. Okay. Five yep. months old. One kid. Okay. Awesome. All right. And, and I love being a dad, okay? Great. So she takes him, you know, has to do all this paperwork with him, and we had a lapse in insurance, so she, I'm going to get him on Medicaid or whatever it is. Like, you have fun with that, honey. Don't look at me. I'm not involved in this one. Yeah. Takes him in for Medicaid, gets the shots, makes her drive halfway across town to the other side of the city. And um, then she doesn't like the doctor for some reason, because that's the only place they can take her. So she was not happy about that. Yeah, too bad. You, you, you want to get the uh, government money, you're going to take the government doctor, too. Yeah, so she's really kind of... Not happy, getting getting more unhappy with that. But I'm wondering, it, is it right to keep pushing her? Well, we'll go try this program or go try this program until she's just fed up and decides <laughs> none of this works. It certainly does take a toll. I mean, the more government you experience, the more you come to understand that they really aren't out there to provide you with customer service or anything of of, uh, of real value. So I, I don't know. That's an interesting approach. Um, I mean, have you? you I, I presume you've pitched the idea to her. What's her response been on New Hampshire so far? In the Free State Project. She does like the seasons. That's that's the seasons and snow is what's the big selling point right now. I'd go with the seasons and snow. If she likes the idea of snow, then that's a great thing because a lot of people in Florida don't want to have anything to do with that. I think our public schools are probably better too. If the government schools, if you're looking at doing public schools, then that's that's a selling point. I think we're looking at doing. uh, Homeschool versus government school. There are less regulations here in New Hampshire on the uh, the homeschool front, as I understand it. Yeah, there's a lot less than in most states. So there's another okay. point for you. And, you know, have you been yet to uh, freestateproject.org and looked at the 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire? A little bit. I've kind of perused them a little bit. I'd get, What I would do is I'd take some time out and sit down and really just 
chow through that entire 101 reasons and then make some make some notes and and uh, make notes as far as what are the reasons that you believe would be most persuasive to her. Don't make it so she has to read all 101. Just say, well, here's right. here's 10, you know, that you should uh, consider in your mind. And, th- you know, this is really important to me. I'm really excited about it, and I'd love to have you on board. Well, I'm, I'm, I won't leave my wife. She's, no, 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 know. no. I didn't suggest that. Just all right. tell her it's important to you. I would never do that, but, you know... You got y'all got to get me a new copy of this Constitution. <laughs> one, really, one that's true, because un, they, unfortunately they've they've messed with it so much. But they haven't messed with it because mine true. still says, you know, shall not be infringed. Yeah, they just ignore it, and uh, then oh. they they infringe so all over mean, the place. Does that mean I can ignore their laws? I say yes. 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 Okay. Ian says yes. How, how could you possibly be? I obligated? say you're going to have a hell of a time ignoring their jail. Well, how could you possibly be obligated to follow their silly laws if they aren't even obligated to follow their own laws? I mean, it's just absurd. Well, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a stupid guy. You know, I can read, obviously. Right. Have these guys not read this book? Probably not. Well, uh, I think Ron The problem Paul is not has... enough American citizens have read that book. It's true. Oh, well, you know, I know Ron Paul has read this, and yeah. I'm planning on voting for him in the primary here. Great. So... You know, but, uh, you know, any suggestions, you know, on how I can get out of here faster, you know, it would be helpful. Like I said, um, hit, hit freestateproject.org, grab the 101 reasons, peruse through that, highlight some ones that you think will be effective on her, share them with her, and then let them sink in, and then follow up with her after a, a week or so and, and see how she feels about it. See if she's shifted in your direction a little bit more. Just, you know, let her know it's important to you, and then see what happens. And let us know, okay? Thanks, Mark. We appreciate hey, the call. Hey, I'll keep in touch. All All right, right, and don't expect that Constitution to immediately be, um, you know, start working once you get to New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a ways to go still well, here. Well, you get a few <laughs> provisions back if you move to New Hampshire. You, you you get a little bit more freedom back as soon as you cross the border, and you can okay. feel the difference when you when you cross the border. You just so, feel so a little bit more does free. The, does the uh, FCC still apply up there? Would I'm I be afraid. able to drop the F-bomb for, on the radio? For uh, now, no. down here? <laughs> now, for now, it does apply, uh, but oh. we're working on that. Thanks for the call, Okay, Jade. well, we let me know, because I want to come on and drop the F-bomb yeah, when, they, absolutely. Uh, when they stop that. <laughs> Someday. Thanks, dude. 800-259-9231. Even if, uh, even if we can nullify the FCC here in New Hampshire... It's unlikely it will be nullified all across the country, and since we're doing a national radio show, odds are good the F-bomb won't be acceptable on our airwaves I don't, I don't see uh, Free Talk Live ever accepting that, even um, you know, with its own rules. Well, I, I have I mean, no intention of doing that. Us, behind the mics, no, we're not going to do something like that, but as far as a caller accidentally letting one go, if the FCC's not around, it's not as big of a deal, I guess. 800-259-9231. Phones are loaded. If you are patient, you'll get through, and we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. And those features include the wiki with over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. WIKI.freetalklive. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit RLC.org and click Join Us Today. 
We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. As we continue with the phone calls and talk to Steve in Utah. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hey, how you doing today? Great, Steve. What's on your mind? Hey, um, there's a, let's see, an article on World Net Daily about Hugo Chavez talking about uh, one or a new currency for the three co- or the you know North America, South America, and I guess uh, the Amero. Wait, wait, wait. No, yeah, this is Mero. news. Wait a minute. It used to just be Mexico, Canada, and or and uh, and the United States. Now you're talking about like an entire hemisphere. Wait, is it hemisphere? No, just, just uh, the United hemisphere. States and just the uh, Canada, America, and and Mexico. Now, what is Hugo Chavez? I mean, what is he saying about that? It was on, I guess, Larry King live last night, and I guess the video clips they put out, they. They've taken out the part where there was a a guy who emailed a question about the the currency, and they've taken that part out of the. Of if you go, I guess if you go to the website, you can't see that part of it anymore because they've edited it. And if you if you go to the World Net Daily, it's like the top article there. Okay, story. well, I mean, we're in the middle of a segment, so I don't have really yeah, time to do that. You, Are you saying that Hugo Chavez is is validating to some extent that there is this plot yeah. to create well, the Well, it was Vincente Union? Fox who was on last night. And uh, is that your, the guy who was on Larry King? Yeah, Vicente Fox. Whatever. Yeah, there's a big yeah. difference there between But he was two. the president of Mexico, and he did mention the he wants a trade union like the EU, and he, mm. he was asked, does that mean a currency like the euro? And he said, well, that would be off in the future. Uh-huh. Just but he did basically, he didn't back away from the question. It was basically, yes, but that, that would be a long right. ways off. Very interesting. So it's in, out in the open now. They are, so, yeah, so plans are in the works then, definitely, at this yep. point. Yeah, Very interesting. President it's Bush real. and him were agreed to pursue the free trade agreement of the America, the free trade, trade zone. Throughout the Western Just an awful, awful idea. And Steve, thank you for the call. Appreciate you bringing that to our yep. attention. 800-259-9231, because the rumors have been flying around for months now. I mean, probably all year long, people have been talking about it. On and just because Vincente Fox said that there would be off in the future in Amero doesn't mean that every part of all the rumors is true. It's just that he's verified sure. You know, the that one portion. And that makes the most sense to me out of all of it, simply because... You mean compared to, like, the four-football field-wide road that's supposed to go from Mexico I, to I, Canada? I don't, think, I don't think the road is out of the question either. I think that what uh, what seems unlikely to me is that they will actually create a governing body that will rule this hemisphere. Well, that, if you have a unified currency, you have to have a unified central bank. But that doesn't a governing body. Well, they control the currencies of all three countries. People don't see it that way. They would still vote for their politicians and all that. Crap. Right. Sure. But and the politicians would still have sway well, over that. That is how it worked in Europe. They still ha- kept their national leaders, but they did put this big bureaucracy that passed laws for all the countries. That an unelected bureaucracy is mostly what governs the EU right now. And it was done through the back door over 40 years. It it transformed from a small coal and iron trading agreement into this big supranational government. And that's that is the concern right now is that it'll start innocently enough as a, you know, so-called free trade agreement, and it'll turn into the EU. Then all of a sudden they have to standardize things, which they've right. already been talking about to some extent because they've said, well, baby food jars in Canada are sold at different sizes than the baby food jars in uh, in America. It's we, chaos. Yeah, we need to standardize well, all. Well, they this. they sell a lot of different th- things differently in Canada too, like chewing tobacco is different, I mm-hmm. think, by their rules. So they would have to. 
standardize all of that, and then tax codes would probably... Right, which would mean they'd need a whole new bureaucracy, as you're talking about, to write all that code and, uh, and then implement it. So, but, the, but really, the money part's one of the scariest parts because it's going to be well. C- because uh, when will they um, transition? Are they going to crash the dollar to do this? I think they might wait until the dollar uh, crashes some more and then and then make the move and, and well, introduce in, the in savior. The, the in the crashing Euro. of the dollar, there's a lot of um, the central bank will make a lot of money. Well, I, I think we still have a long way to go before this is written in stone, too. There's, a, I think, there's a strong sentiment against that, both in the sure United States and Canada, and. Uh, it might Was there work a sentiment well. against it in Europe, though? Um, Not enough. Th- well, there still is. Uh, there still is, especially in uh, Great Britain. I don't know if we have anybody listening there right now. Um, the but answer is the, yes. The, the UK is pretty. They call them Eurosceptics countries, mm-hmm. ones that don't really aren't all about the EU. Um, and there's actually a, a a pretty growing movement in in the UK to withdraw because the British still have their pound and they don't right. want to cede their political or or monetary authority to the EU. So. Yeah, Every they're, article they're, I've seen always references pounds from the UK. Right, so. it is still pounds. Right. So, you know, there there is still a movement against it, but they but, so haven't even won though, so far. Even though there's enough of a movement to where the UK is sort of standing back from it, I mean, that's a little bit of good news. Even though there is enough of a movement, it didn't wasn't enough to stop it. It right, wasn't enough no. to actually put a stop to it. No, but it, 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 if you read a history of the EU, it came in step by step. It wasn't all at once they said, you know, we're going to have a European nation right. now. They said... Well, we'll do this agreement, and then we'll need this, and that's how it works. It's well, there's going to be some sort of trans- problem. Yeah, they, they can't do it overnight. I mean, there's going to be yeah. some sort of transitory period between. I mean, just looking at the monetary aspects, just um, between the dollar and this new proposed Amero, Obviously, they can't flip that out in a week's time. It's going to take some time, but but because the banks are beholden to the Federal Reserve, you know, they're FDIC insured and they're tied into the federal government all the way. So the banks are sort of the government's bitch to some extent. Uh, if the government decides it wants to team up with Canada and Mexico and create this new Amero currency, they're going to lay down some new laws that say that, well, everybody in the banking world, you're going to have to start uh, transitioning your customers over to these Ameros. And uh, there is probably going to be Americans that are going to scream bloody murder about their dollars going away, and they'll do what they can to keep their hands on them. But if the banks are sucking the uh, the dollars out of uh, circulation and replacing them with Ameros, it's only a matter of time. Well, the, the dollar is now losing ground against the euro as far as a reserve currency for world exchange mm-hmm. um, and I would say that once we lose our reserve status which which looks likely in the next decade or two it does from, look that, that way I, heard, I, I think that would be the point where they say hey Europe has a trading union it's strengthened their currencies it's and in some ways it has helped their economy despite the fact that you know you have this giant bureaucracy because you know it does streamline trade if you have a common unit of exchange they're going to say we need to go to our own trading union to mm-hmm. compete with Europe and Asia and that's that. And that would be the excuse. Game. Yeah, right. I would say I would guess. I mean, I'm sure. You know, and, and this is the kind of um, shell game that they can do with currencies that are essentially created out of nothing. That's correct. Um, whereas if we if we got governments out of the business, if we got our government, if we got the United States government out of the business of printing money, then um, you you know we could use whatever we wanted for money. You could use gold. You could use silver. You could use uh, certificates for bananas in the future. I mean, all these uh, commodities that currently are traded are of value to people, and those would be the monetary units that we would have, and they wouldn't be able to steal them from you. Every time they turn on the presses to print more of these things, which it looks like you have an article here where they uh, have just raised the debt ceiling, which means that they can print mm-hmm. even more of these uh, little notes of theirs. Every time they turn on the presses, 
That's how they steal your money because now they have they've, they've diluted the pool. They've they've added more dollars to the pool. That means that the uh, dollars are worth less. Yours are worth less. The ones you have in the bank, the ones that um you know currently, when if you don't have a if you don't get a month by month or yearly raise, that's they're You're stealing from you. Yeah. I mean, if you want an international unit of exchange without going through exchange rates. It's easy enough to trade in gold and silver or other commodities because they're universally recognized to have value. Mm-hmm. An ounce of gold, it's a world market. It's going to have the same value in Germany as it would in the United States, as it would in Mexico. It's going to pretty much, whatever you're exchanging it for, it's going to have the same purchasing power. And there are companies out there that are sort of the go-between in order to do just what you're describing. E-gold, I believe, is one of them. Uh, that they they take your currency from your current uh, from whatever country you're in and they turn it into gold for you and then you can move that around into whatever other currencies you want. The government's to. been giving e-gold problems. They sure it? have. Oh yeah, just like they've been giving the Liberty Dollar problems as well. They don't like people that are competing outside of their controlled market. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, which is 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, is the place to go. The features for free. You like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live and look good at the same time, then go buy some Free Talk Live stuff at store.freetalklive.com. we got Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts and hoodies. We've got other things like the lighter bottle opener combo. We've got DVD classic archive collector sets, bumper stickers, which are free, by the way, and uh, even some products that don't have our logo on them. Head on over to store.freetalklive.com to place your order and get some good stuff. That's store.freetalklive.com. As we continue the phone calls, it's Eric in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Eric, hello. Michigan. Michigan. What's up? Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Uh, well, uh, today I was at a uh, college and we were watching the debates. But before that happened, Ron Paul swung by. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So, uh, well, how is Mr. Paul doing? He, he was doing great. He gave a short speech, told us that he was very happy to see us interested in politics, and uh, wished us all the best. And then took off to uh, go to the debates in uh, Dearborn. Cool. I, I guess these were going on this afternoon. Is, is the debate over at this point? Yeah, it went from four to six. Okay. And how do you do? I didn't get to see any of it yet. Uh, Ron Paul did very well. As usual. Uh, everybody else did pretty much as you would expect. Thompson was lackluster. Romney was out of his mind. And, you know, Giuliani was equally as fascistic. Now, um, um, Thompson was the one that they were uh, most – that's where all the news was focusing beforehand. Yeah. Right. Um, it's his first debate. And so so w- when you say he was lackluster, I, I, you know, give me, give me uh, the, the, the even keel, the, the unbiased opinion. Honestly, he didn't say – Anything that the other guys hadn't already said, and sure. I really doubt he's going to attract a lot of attention. Well, none of them are going to say um, anything new, but how how they say it does seem to matter. He, he seems uh, very tired, and I don't think that plays well with no. the public. You know, they want energetic politicians. He looks old, yes. too. You know, I mean, he's, he's he's got that sort of hound dog face, and right. Absolutely. And, and, and although it's recogn- a recognizable hound dog face, I think that uh, it, it might give him a little bit of trouble. Well, the current polls, I believe it was a CNBC, or CNBC debate, the current poll over at CNBC has Ron Paul winning by about 70, I think he's got about 75% of the votes. That figures. Yeah, chances are good that's not what he's going to win the re- Republican nomination by. Actually, not a chance, unfortunately. He, well, actually, he's running pretty well in Michigan among um, moderate and independent voters. He's at 10% right now. That's pretty, that's pretty According good. According to the latest poll, so he's moved up 
a but lot. Can, can independent voters vote for the Republican I'm, Party? I'm not from Michigan. Yeah. Eric, Eric might know that. You know, I, I was considering uh, switching to the Republican Party so I could vote for Paul. Uh, I'm not certain if I'll do it. It turns out Obama is not going to be on the ticket for the Democrats in Michigan. Really? So I, I just might do that. He didn't make the ballot in Michigan? You were thinking about a voting for Obama? Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because you want a younger, blacker um, hope for America? I mean, what, what, I mean, what, is, <laughs> no, what is that no. guy offering? He, I just tend to agree with most of his policies. Uh, he's, he's like a Hillary, but less uh, communistic and less uh, of a war. Well, I think, how can you be torn between Hillary and Paul? No, I mean, I'm not torn between Hillary and right. Paul. I don't but, like well, you're Hillary saying that, 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 um, that Barack Obama is a younger, male, black Hillary, and you know his, his policies are very similar to hers, correct? Mm-hmm. In many respects. How can you be torn between the policies of Hillary Clinton and the policies of Ron Paul? I think that there's many ways to attack a problem, and I think that you can attack it from a socialistic uh, standpoint, or you can attack it from a libertarian standpoint. I've seen the socialistic standpoint work. I think the libertarian standpoint will work as well. Tell me, um, when you get a chance, and I'm not putting you on the spot here mm-hmm. or anything, tell me um, something that we can you know, digest in a, in a small amount of time here on the air, not some big uh, you know, economics article, but give me something where uh, socialism has worked. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Uh, hearing it. I mean, we've asked I really him. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm not going to just let him give his side. Well, because I don't believe socialism works. You can make works. the argument. See, in the free market camp, a lot of times you'll hear the argument that freedom always works better addressing a problem in the marketplace. Correct. That freedom is better because it works better. Right. And, I say freedom and, is better because it's freedom. There are certain issues, like the environment, where you can argue that the Clean Air Act and other mm-hmm. regulations, cafe standards... While they had negative impacts, which is what we should point out as free market people, they did push cars in the direction of polluting less. You can't deny that that intended effect did, in fact, happen. Did it happen as effectively as it... Well, in that case, you could have been done more effectively in the free market. There are some examples. No, because there's there's no way to tell. Well, right. The examples like that are are basically the government running out in front of a parade, where the government sees a trend, they see something happening, and they say, "Well, now you can't have trans fats in uh, your foods in New York." After marketplace had already been removing trans fats from their foods, or in the case of uh, oh gosh. Let's see, I just had something in my head. There have been several different uh, things right. like and that. And right now, consumers are driving a lot of um, environmentally but, friendly Right, when you're talking about energies. power, this is currently, I mean, the, the free market is, is, you know, going full bore in the area of solar power, wind power, um, geothermal power. Geothermal right. power is likely going to be the one that works. But at some point, um, some politician is going to say, we need this kind of alternative energy, and it's going to screw with all the rest well, of them. it will, but if that alternative energy works... It won't get credit for consumers who are demanding the energy, and then the government jumped on the bandwagon. People will say, well, the government passed the law and it worked. Well, right. If you had let it function right. on its own as a market principle, it would have worked, too. I know what I was thinking of. Uh, California and I think some country, other countries like Australia, I'm not sure, though. But California is looking at, and they may have already done this, but they were looking at passing a law mandating that no incandescent bulbs be sold in the state anymore. So that's, that's just a simple example right. of the marketplace is already going in the direction towards these fluorescent well, bulbs, which save money and they save power. And th- I've already got them all over my house. Nobody right. had to twist my arm for this. It's uh, it's an economic boon to put these things in. Uh, the marketplace is moving that direction, but then you know the California yeah. government steps out and says, now it's mandatory. But especially with environmental regulations, you'll see the government jumping on the bandwagon like that. But what they don't address is the fact that those lights contain heavy metals, and we're not sure when they do run out, That's what true. kind of negative impact they'll have on the environment. And also, peop- a lot of people 
you know, this isn't so much about the government, but with environmentalists, people take paper instead of plastic. The amount of carbon released by using paper bags is worse. It's it's a worse mm. impact on the environment than plastic. Yeah, and, and people don't know that. And when it yeah. comes to these hybrid cars, you're talking about uh, making these batteries, throwing these batteries away. These things are uh, they're very difficult to get rid of. Right, and right. You, gave, you gave the paper bag example. That's just one example of the lies we've been told by the government in the world of recycling, which is pretty much full of lies. Uh, the aluminum thing, you can recycle aluminum. That's actually worth economically worthwhile. But most everything else, plastics well, and papers, not so worthwhile. I don't think it's just just the government, the status quo government that we have right now, either. I do think that there are certain so-called progressives and socialists who push for environmentalism because it gives them a means of... It sounds paranoid, but it does no. give them the, the ability to regulate things that they previously couldn't have. Sure. And right. they can say... Follow oh, the money. Every right. single time you want to find out what's going on, um, follow the money. Even if there's some good idea behind this, you know, in in the case of uh, these Kyoto Accords and all that other kind of stuff, do I think that the Kyoto Accords might have, uh, you know, brought some regulations that would make the, the earth a little cleaner? Yes. But I don't want to give um, the power to some international organization to regulate over these countries, an international organization where no one was elected by anybody. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything to Jamie told you so in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Jamie, hello. Jamie. Yes, uh, Congressman uh, Ron Paul. Yeah. I read on this website that he's uh, he's uh, saying that the dollar could fall at any time. And like what I said, t- told you last time, when the dollar falls, old Bush is going to bring us up on uh, everybody about taking the uh, national ID card, and there'll be a lot of people taking it because that's the only way you can buy or sell. Well, that's certainly, uh, I mean, they're, they're certainly pushing the national ID card, and the dollar is falling as we speak. So um, it's all very, very possible, Jamie. What are you going to do in that case? When it case? does, I'm just warning everybody, don't take it, because that's I a won't. form of worship, and it's the mark of the beast. You're going well, to hell. I don't know about all of that, but uh, well, I just don't want to bow do. down to the state and uh, and be their, uh, their, their serf. Uh, that I'm not interested in doing. Now, Jamie, yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, how are you going to refuse the, uh, the national ID card? Uh, I'm just not going to take it. Now, what if there's some sort of uh, I don't know problem with that? I mean, do you, you've got do you have a job right now? Uh, no, not right now. What if what if you aren't able to get another job in the marketplace without this national ID card? Are you going to be able to find you some? You can't buy or sell. Are you going to be able to find some underground work, some you know washing dishes or something like that? No, sensible work, you know, uh, uh, you know. Turning tricks, you know. <laughs> for this uh, national ID card, you can't buy or sell without it. You can't even drive. It'll be your driver's license too involved. Yeah, I don't know how soon they're going to get to that point, but I can definitely see them getting to that point. They're, right now, they've just got to get it into people's hands, and then they would have to implement more well, control measures like that. Well, it's legislation from, uh, what, have you ever heard of the secret government? The black government. Well, it's uh, secret. How could anybody hear about it? <laughs> you know where it comes from, don't you? Uh, the the no. secret government. I. I t- the Pakistan? papacy. I'm sorry. What? The pope. The papacy in Rome. Yo, the all, pope is running the go- secret government. All roads lead to Rome. You ever read that book? Well, no, but it sounds like paranoid claptrap. What? 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 Yeah, Bush is just a puppet. All right, dude. Jamie, thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it as always. <laughs> uh, Mark, what were you going to say? I was just wondering if Pope John Paul, the the, the second or third, whoever was uh, just recently second. there. Was he running the world? Because he didn't look like he could wipe his own butt. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour number two coming up. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. 
One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us as we continue with the calls here and talk to, I believe, Ben in Michigan. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello. Hey, How are you guys doing today? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Great. Um... Well, I just wanted to talk about a uh, recent traffic stop I encountered. Okay. All right. Well, see, the thing is, in Michigan, if you're under 18, you basically can't screw up. All right? Any traffic infraction, you lose your license for 90 days. Mm, wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm just going down the road, casually driving, doing nothing wrong. I am going one mile over the speed limit, and I cross the double yellow line, barely. He pulls me over on account of both, and I lose my license for 180 days. What a jip. Wow. Absolutely ridiculous. And, um, you know, was I there any kind of confrontation between it. you and the officer? Uh, well, when he rolled up to my window, he, had, he, had, he didn't even ask me what was going on. You know, he had no regard for what was happening, but rather that I broke the law. Sure, just another punk kid, and uh, that's, uh, that's how he looks at it. He just writes you and, out a ticket, you know, and you're screwed. He just... He just took my license away, and, you know, he didn't even tell me what was going on, why I was getting my license taken away, for what. He didn't even tell me what I was being pulled over for, and right. that's how it went down. I think that's pretty outrageous. I mean, to suggest that it's not enough to give a kid a fine or something like that, that, that you have to completely take away his ability One to... One mile an hour over. I mean, he's taken away your ability to generate income for yourself at this point. I understand that you're you're a young person, uh, but it's important to get young people well, out of the workforce. I ride my longboard to work, so it's all right, but... You, know, uh, you say what now? I'm sorry. I ride my longboard to work, so I still get my my bills. So. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good that you can <laughs> that you're you're not uh, that yeah. far away from your place of business. But there are some young people. I remember when I was uh, when I was 17, I was working at the radio station, and I had to drive a half an hour to get out to the station. There's no way I'm going to oh, get yeah. on a bicycle and and be able to go out there every single day. So having a car can be very critical for uh, for for a lot of young oh, people. Absolutely. And. Yeah. We have the same law, a similar law here in New really? Hampshire. Ooh. It's not nearly as severe. It's it only applies to moving violations. I'm not sure what Michigan's is, and you lose it for 20 days. Those were both moving, uh, moving violations. Right, 20 so. days would be nice at this point, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can believe that. It would be 40. I think that's up till your. I'm not sure, but that might be up until you're 21, because you're on a youth-operated license. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's either 18 is, or 21. Is, I think it's 18. Not sure. Well, all I know is I don't have a New Hampshire license, so I don't know what all their silly rules are. Um, you but should get one, though. No, they're, that's they're okay. Cool. No, where, no, where that's What kind of license do you have? I have a Florida license, and I don't have Florida. any intention on changing that. See, that's I, fine, I, I like having my Florida gang uh, protect me now. I didn't like them when I lived under their under their thumb, but now that they're somewhere else, I can just pay them a few bucks a year, and they'll make uh-huh. me look like I'm legitimate to the other gangs here in, in New Hampshire. The only yeah, I, I, I was without one for a while, so... Uh, I was hoping my other friend got pulled over for doing 17 over. He didn't get his license taken away. Did he do the favor, uh, like a favor for the cop? It's rather arbitrary uh, yeah. when it comes to police. <laughs> I don't know. They just let him go, and it was actually the same cop. Well, the nice thing about uh, how old are you? That's ben? why I asked if there was a confrontation. 
I'm 17. 17. Well, the nice thing about being 17, getting ready to wrap up high school, is that you've got yeah. your whole world in front of you. Uh, you can make your life whatever you want it to be, so consider moving to uh, New Hampshire. Now I'm going to get my license back. That's right. It's part of the Free State Project. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate hey, the story. Have a great night. Good luck, dude. 800-259-9231. You know, again, the more these cops crack down on young people, the more the young people of America are just going to hate the cops. And cops wonder why people call them names. It's it's bad PR, but at the same time, you know they're they're gonna they're gonna fall back on the well. We're just trying to do our jobs here, you know. That's that's what they're gonna fall back on. And well, the, I understand that. It, the problem sucks. is it's arbitrary, um, and that's you know that that that's bad for everybody. Your it's job bad. is making people hate you. Is that what you really want? Because in most in most customer service roles in most jobs, the idea is to please the customer. Whereas the police, it's completely the opposite. Apparently with the police, the idea is to fleece instead of please the customer. Well, in some ways, they are uh, fundraisers with guns. Yeah. 800-259-9231. Let's continue and talk to Don in New York. Don, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hey, Don, what's on your mind? Hey, Ian. Um, uh, Edna Lane Brown, sorry to hear that they were... uh taken away by the feds at least yeah. there was no bloodshed has there been an update on that yet i have not yet heard anything i haven't checked into the uh, nh3.com forum here recently in fact i'll uh, i'll pull up a website here but as far as what i can tell or from from what anyone else can say that uh, no one has actually heard where ed and elaine brown have ended up and They're probably off in a gulag somewhere well apparently uh, according to one of the uh, the cops that that i guess hangs or actually a corrections officer that hangs out at the nh3.com forum he says that once you get picked up by the feds you end up in contract jails so you don't end up in a federal jail for a series of weeks and then you will end up in the uh, the federal jail so who knows they could be in any number of local jails right now simply being held as paperwork is being processed that sort of thing but the point is nobody knows where they are there's no way to really uh, to really t- track them down until they end up in their final federal destination, which is, is kind of scary for their supporters because we don't really know how much they were roughed up. The, the feds claim that it was, oh, no problem, no one got hurt, but we've yet to actually been able to confirm that with Ed or Elaine Brown, and, and that's kind of disturbing. Yeah, we just can hope for the best for them. That's all we can do um, at I'm, this point. The main reason I was calling in was uh, Saturday, I believe it was Saturday's show, you had a caller from uh, New Hampshire who was, uh, you had got to admit at the end, was... Uh, <laughs> I guess from originally from Mass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ian, Ian gets a big gold star for that one. I I was very proud of him. Big and, government and burden, I, I think. Yeah. I was very proud of the way that it was handled and answered, and uh, I think you put him in his place. Some of it was my, luck, my, though. I'd like to tell you, it, 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 some of that. Some is, of that was luck because he that that could not have paid for him, and it would have been a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, was true. it was. It was. It was a. It was a good way to. I mean, he walked walked right into the trap. Sure. Um. The, the, the thing he brought up twice was, uh, well, you get to elect your officials every two and four years. Whoopee. And that he, he, uh, he speaks for the government. Well, what I would like to ask him is, since, he's, since he gets to elect new politicians every two and four years, what bills has he had passed in the last two to four years that have benefited him or anybody in his state or in his local community to some degree? I'm sure he can answer that by saying there's all kinds of welfare bills that have been passed. Uh, I mean, I don't know what they are, but I'm sure there's at least a handful of uh, new government welfare or make-work programs or something like that, which he could claim is benefiting certain people. Don? 
Uh oh, I think we lost Don. Yeah, there was a little click noise. Well, um, so yeah, I mean, they can point to their. Pro- I mean, it, it won't necessarily benefit him, but that's okay because he would say he doesn't care about that because he's doing fine. He wants to help the poor people, right. and so therefore there are these government programs that are helping the poor people. And you libertarians want to take that away. You hate the poor. Well, the first thing I have to say about that is it's not helping poor people because when I help. I do it of my own volition. What, in fact, it is is this sort of slave labor, this conscription um, that, you know, I have to help. Otherwise, you take my house away or you put me in jail or you, you levy all kinds of fines against me for not paying these little well, taxes. yeah, because you wouldn't help if we didn't force you to. And, you know, that's not true. I have donated all kinds of yeah, money to yeah, all sure kinds of have. charities. The reason that you don't believe... Maybe you have, but everybody else, they wouldn't... Comb- you mean everybody like it. you? What do you mean? Well, that that's generally when somebody oh, says I do it something. Too. When somebody says that, when um, when when a, some socialist says, "Well, I don't think people would would donate," what the the person they're in fact talking about is themselves, because they don't want to take the time to research which um, you know not for profits are going to be good for people. They don't want to have to. They know that they don't have the uh, the wherewithal to or you know what it takes to take a little bit of money out of their income and put it away for somebody. They know they'd spend mm. their income. They know that they can't manage their own. They they feel like they can't manage their own lives. Well, they're greedy. Is the, that is what it comes down to? I I think is actually they don't want to take their money. They want to take money from. Rich people, and if they're rich, they usually say, "Well, people who are richer than me," mm-hmm. <laughs> and they want them to pay for and it. And some of them they are self-hating rich. For, but there's they that too. Themselves. Yeah, but generally, studies have shown that fiscally conservative people statistically give more per it's their true. income. Yes. And 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 socialists don't. So so well, right, socialists because they, are more greedy than, yeah. than people who want to do things voluntarily. They feel like they go, the government has it covered for them, so they don't have they don't feel like they need to help others because well, government programs are already there doing that. So right, why should I give my But the government programs money? are the most inefficient way to do it. Right. Seventy percent, seventy cents on every dollar put into one of these little programs goes into the hands. Now into that's the, federal welfare, from what I understand. Yeah, that's just welfare, but it's it, it is indicative of how it, it works. It sure is. I mean, that is the number one program that's supposed to help people, right? The, yeah. The welfare program, and it's really just helping the middle-class bureaucrats running the program more th- more so than anything else. 800-259-9231. Looks like Baltimore is looking at having more cameras installed. This time in every new development, we will explain. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Sickle, CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online where we've got archives. An entire year's worth of the show, front page of the website, totally free. Just click and download. That's all you have to do. No logging in, no membership fees. It's all there, all for free. Freetalklive.com. And you might just own or know somebody who does, a company that's struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing tasks of uh, collections. SACL CAI, see their banner at freetalklive.com. So, uh, last night, we talked about uh, the United Kingdom and how they've just got this ring of steel, as they call it, 
this police state with all kinds of cameras everywhere, thousands of them throughout London and all across uh, the entire of the uh, the entirety of the UK. You've got now uh, apparently every taxi cab and every bus in in the London area is equipped with a camera. And Mayor Michael Bloomberg was just salivating. Apparently, he recently went on a, a trip. This is the mayor of New York City, and was salivating over all of the security state apparatus that they have there in the UK. And was uh, he vowed to bring New York City up to speed? Uh, they're falling behind in New York City. They need more cameras and faster. And we, they, they've got a bigger police state than we do. Right. That's what it is. It's uh, it's basically police state one-upmanship that's going on around the world right now. And Baltimore is throwing its, uh, I guess, its bet into the pool. Madison Park, uh, apparently, Sun reporter at the BaltimoreSun.com, writes, hoping to deter crime by expanding the use of surveillance cameras, which, by the way, statistics now show that that doesn't do a damn thing to deter crime. No, that uh, streetlights really work, but not <laughs> yeah. that. Aberdeen passed a measure that empowers the city government and police to require cameras in new developments. The police department, the Department of Planning and Community Development, and the Department of Public Works will decide whether a new residential, commercial, or industrial development must install cameras at strategic locations before a development permit is issued. So they're not yet to the point of demanding that people install a camera inside their home, but if indeed a new gated community is going up or any sort of new development, uh, any new build, business building, strip mall, whatever it is that's going to be built, it will be required to have cameras, and I believe and it'll so say here... In this way, um, it's, it's, even, it's more insidious. If it was taxes... Then people would say, oh, my God, I can't believe they're charging us this much taxes. For you know, Some people mm. would say, I don't want to pay the taxes for these cameras. In this way, what they do is they put the onus on the developer. Right. So it drives up the cost of the homes. And, you know, therefore, employees um, that are going to buy these homes are going to need, need to be able to make more money in order to get them. Essentially, right. it, it the buyers dilutes will it. absorb the cost. Right. The directly. buyers. And, and then, you know, those buyers are part of society. They, they, um, they intermingle with us. If they have increased costs, costs then... It's going gonna, it's gonna to trickle down. That's true. The city council passed the measure by a four-to-one vote. Becomes effective next week. Cameras installed the new developments. Uh, developments will be connected to a watch room at the police station, according to the mayor. Simmons said, that's the mayor, said the police chief will work with the other departments to study the feasibility of installation and check whether a camera is wanted and necessary at new developments. So... This is something that I had uh, t- we had talked about was going to go on that we thought was going to happen in Chicago. I don't know if it was ever really nailed down there, but now it looks like it's definitely going to happen in Baltimore. Anything new that is built will be required to have cameras most likely, and those cameras are going to be required to be tied into the government. So it's not like they're saying, "Okay, you're going to build a new uh a new community with a gated, you know, gated community with security and everything. We're going to require you to have cameras." That would be bad enough as is. I mean, they might want to imp- install their own cameras anyway, in which case that's their business and that's their prerogative and that's fine with me, but when the government comes comes by and starts um, making demands, then I have an issue. And it's even worse now that not only going to re- inc- require that they install these cameras, but it's the government that's going to be getting the feeds from the cameras. Mm-hmm. Did they require them to turn them on and power them? Probably. Well, uh, it's, pres- in- it's always interesting presumably. if you pick through laws like this. Sometimes yeah, maybe they, they left loophole. that loophole. Right. For, and certainly, I guess it's a possibility. Well, the ordinance apparently doesn't... As a builder, I don't want to have to deal with either one of those situations. No. It uh, doesn't spell out guidelines for determining whether new cameras will be required, or excuse me, new developments will be required to have the cameras, which concerned the lone dissenter on the council vote. 
So apparently it's arbitrary, like so many bureaucratic decisions are. They're going to leave it up to the cops to decide. Now, what do you think they're going to choose? Well, they're going to choose. It doesn't cost the cops anything, so they're going to choose the business owner has to pay. Uh, Though crime is already decreasing in Aberdeen, the city is seeking to prevent crime by expanding the camera program. city installed cameras this year at two troubled intersections. Uh, The cameras can zoom in, rotate 360 degrees, and are monitored from the city's police station. Footage from the cameras has been used to prosecute drug cases, of course. You you can't actually catch any real crimes happening with these cameras. Just somebody selling a dime bag from his truck window uh, on the street level. That's the best they can do. That's what these thousands and thousands of taxpayer dollars being poured into constant monitoring of your every move. That's what this is resulting in. Right. A couple of kids getting busted for selling some It's not what marijuana. I want to pay my taxes for. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I think that kids smoking marijuana is the greatest thing in the world. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I think they can do worse stuff. They could be breaking into businesses. They could be drinking. They could be smoking crack. They could be doing lots of things. But I don't want to pay my taxes to go after these kids. I'm with you. 800-259-9231. Are you in favor of all this surveillance, all these cameras, these mandates? would love to hear uh, from somebody who's a fan of the surveillance state. But surveillance cameras are a familiar sight in larger cities like New York and Chicago and Baltimore. A network of about 400 surveillance cameras is currently in use, and smaller Maryland towns use surveillance cameras as well. Uh, Law enforcement officials have credited the cameras for providing information about suspects, such as descriptions and license plate numbers. Simmons says he's interested in expanding the camera program to monitor traffic and using cameras that can read license plate numbers and run them through a computer database to check whether a car is stolen or the registration is expired. How many do you think of uh, each of those crimes that they're going to find? Stolen cars versus registration. Right, registrations, um, which is just more fundraising yep. um, for the local municipality. Right. And it's and, not like they're trying to recoup their costs. They don't care about recouping costs on the cameras. They just want to bring more money in, and they've already got the money to spend, so they're going to spend, spend, spend the money that they have, and then use that money to bring uh, more fine, uh, right. fines that in. Right, money, that money just sort of disappears. The fine money just sort of disappears in, in the coffers. They don't mention that when they say, oh, my God, these taxes. Well, we put in these great cameras for you citizens, and now, well, we're going to have to raise millage rates because, uh, you know, it's just they cost they, it costs too much, you know, to administer. These. We need more cops and all that good stuff. So here's the same excuse that we heard from Michael Bloomberg yesterday. It's just coming from a different bureaucrat this time, saying, You can't go to a supermarket, the ATM, or a drugstore without being cameraed. They're all cameraed, which I don't know if that's really a word. Look up, and there's three or four white cameras capturing everything on the state highway. We live in that age. So once again, uh, here you are. So these are are the talking points on cameras, and this is how it's going to be brought to you. Right, right. This is them pushing this idea of a a much larger surveillance state based on the fact that cameras already exist, and they're being utilized in private businesses. So because private businesses are using them to protect themselves, now that's an excuse for the government to invade your privacy. Hmm. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Would love to hear from a camera supporter, somebody who loves the idea of having thousands of, of cameras watching your every single move, all of them being tied into one central government monitoring facility. Is this something that really turns you on? Are you thinking this is a great thing for America? 800-259-9231. Otherwise, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features on the site for free. Shrine of Female Listeners is there with dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo and proved they listen to the show. See what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. Just recently added two new Shriners to the list over the weekend, uh, so head on, uh, head on over and take a look. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org as we go to the phones to the fun and talk to Indy, who's calling from Connecticut. Indy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. First of all, I agree with about 90% of the positions you take, but uh, you also preach efficiency in government when you talk about the inefficiency of government. How about installing a few cameras, uh, removing a couple of officers from the street, uh, making one officer in the street, one officer behind the uh, video screens, and I think it's a good idea. Uh, so you're saying get rid of all – Get wait, you're saying have a bunch of cameras and only two cops? I, th- I think I might be okay with that. Hey, it doesn't sound too, too bad, so uh, don't – don't bump bite it before you give it a test drive, and it does work in Great Britain and other places too. Well, it doesn't. It does not work in Great Britain. Um, the statistically, it doesn't deter crime in any um, at all. And they have more than two cops in Great Britain. And too, likely, and... what's going to happen? This is the problem with making compromises with government. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't. I'm not willing to make compromises with government. <laughs> I am willing to make compromises. The problem is, is what you're going to get is you're going to get the cameras, and not a single cop is going to lose his job. You know as well as I do, they are not going to cut any bureaucrats. The union Absolutely. would have. Fit. Um, the the whole city would screech to us to a halt if they said, "Well, we're going to cut the police force by thirty three percent." I mean, it would, right, it would be guys, utter chaos. This is Baltimore. We're talking about. They're not buying marijuana on the streets. And Ian, I doubt you buy marijuana from anybody in the streets. I know I don't. No, none of my friends do. Um, well, you you may not, but there are people crack, that do. I mean, we're talking about this sorry? is crack cocaine. And, this is a crack cocaine and heroin. It trade. could be crack. I mean, that's it's certainly a, a possibility. It's a different game, and don't liken it to marijuana because it's a different game altogether. I mean, are you trying to pretend that people don't buy uh, nick bags of marijuana for, at the street level? I mean, that absolutely happens. I've I've oh, seen people I have, do it, and you probably have as well. But the vast majority of the street trade in drugs is hard drugs, well, not so, marijuana. I, it, it, for the poorer people out there, they. Still buy their marijuana on the street, you know, or a guy, or a guy in, on business, you know, away from his home might have to do what he has to do. I know I have, and you know, maybe you guys have too. But uh, right, if we can, if we can make a package deal, reduce the officers in the street by one half, and maybe add a couple of video officers, doesn't sound too bad, guys. I, I, I would agree with you, but you know, they're not going to. They are absolute. Do you believe it's, it's for a one deal. second um, it, it, that they would reduce one police officer by putting these cameras on? Oh, I don't trust him for a second, but let's give it a chance. <laughs> no, then, let, then let, all let, we let, have let, to do is pay millions of dollars for these cameras, and you know the deal won't work. Yeah, th- what they'll do is... What... opinion and try and make it work. How does that sound, guys? No. I don't know. I don't want to make any compromises. <laughs> I just want to get the government out of the world of policing. I'm not willing to go into a deal that I don't believe um, the other party is going to hold up. Well, you know what they might do, Mark? And thanks for the calls. It was a fine idea, though. Yeah, Indy, I, I appreciate mean, you know, the, uh, the idea. I'm, I'm open for ideas. You know, it would happen that way. It, was, it would be a good idea, but it won't. Well, it, it, here's what it might happen. I mean, if that deal were on the table, what might happen is they, they'd go through with the deal and make it look like, yeah, hey, we're doing something here. We're giving you a little, getting a little, and scratch our back, we scratch yours. And then what they'll do is they'll can a few of the, the police officers that they promised they're going to, to fire. 
And then maybe six weeks later, the cops will come back and uh, they'll instigate a lawsuit to get their jobs back because that's right. what they can do. If you're a government bureaucrat, you apparently have a right to have a job once you get past your tenure phase, once you become tenured. You then apparently have a right to a job for the rest of your life. So if you get fired, unless you've molested a child, you get fired. You can pretty much come back, sue the government. And in many cases, many of the cases we've seen over the years, the government will say, oh, yeah, yeah, we sure shouldn't have fired you. Now we're going to hire you back and give you back pay. So they get to not work for six weeks and then come back on board, presuming their lawsuit's successful, and get paid for all the six weeks they weren't there. And beyond the fact that the police won't actually get removed, um, this is going to be a means to social control. But while they try to sell it as it's going to be people, you know, violent drug dealers selling crack cocaine, and it's going to take dangerous people off the street, do you think that the crack dealers who are packing heat are going to stick around while they see the cop car pull up? They're going to book it. Most of them are going to get away, the hired criminals. The people Absolutely. who are going to get busted with this are jaywalkers, somebody who throws their cigarette in the street, that's mm-hmm. littering. It's going to be petty stuff like this. I don't know if I'd feel bad about the well, litterers. Well, no, but it's, it's going to be... Parking fines. Yeah, mm. it's, it's going to be the small stuff. It might be real violations, but you're always going to be on camera, and that's what people are mostly going to get caught for with these cameras. Let's continue with the phones. Talk to uh, Donnie in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Donnie. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. What's on your mind, Donnie? I'm just wondering if you guys have an opinion on when government is small enough to be okay. And, and let me explain what I mean. <laughs> I mean, let's say you live in a neighborhood and you know everybody in the neighborhood and you would like to get together and maybe set forth some uh, building codes or, or some sort of, you know, everybody let's all build a fence and make sure everybody keeps up their fences. Is that okay with you guys as far as... Well, if everyone agrees, if you get everyone on your street or in your neighborhood to enter into a voluntary agreement, as many people have in deed-restricted neighborhoods, uh, then that's that's A-OK. That's voluntary consent, my friend, and that's what we're all about on this show, is uh, getting people to to interact on a voluntary basis as opposed to a coercive basis. It's not okay if it's a non-deed-restricted neighborhood and then you and three of your... Let's say it's just us four, okay? It's uh, me and Mark and Nick and you. We all live in the same non-deed-restricted neighborhood, just a street somewhere. It's right. not okay if you get together with Mark and Nick and decide you're going to build a fence and then you're going to come over to my house and force me at gunpoint to build the same kind of fence in the, you know, the same color and that sort of thing. That's not okay because then you don't have consent. You see the difference? Oh, yeah. No, I see that difference. What, my question is, when is, it, uh, when is it too big to work, even, even if... 100% of the people are okay with it. When is it too big that, that it's just too much power and too much responsibility and, then, and it's impossible to keep it under control? You're saying if 100% of the people theoretically are agreeing to this system, is there a point at which it could be theoretically too large? Well, you know, in, for example, in the instance of a neighborhood, of course all the people that were there initially agreed, but then as people buy in and out, then they didn't necessarily agree. They agree by yeah, buying you, in. You agree by buying in. You sure do. You're given a, a copy of the deed restrictions before you purchase a home in a deed-restricted neighborhood. Uh, Nick, as the resident realtor, am I right yes, about this? Yes, yep. You get the, the When they search the deed for the title search, if your realtor hasn't given it to you already, there'll be, if there are restrictions written in the deed, it runs with the property. If not, um, if it's not written in, then they aren't real, as far as the law is concerned. Donnie? Right. So... Um, well, I guess another part of my question would be, do you guys, at any 
at any group size, do you guys believe in um, letting the majority make a decision? The minority. Mark, can you answer that one? Because I mean, it's sort of up your alley. I, well, um, I, I, every one of us here b- believes something different as far as uh, government goes, but we all believe it should be small or non-existent in Ian's case. So right. Ian believes that uh, essentially you have to opt in. You have to put your signature um, on something in order to be legitimately governed by that thing. He doesn't not believe in government. He just doesn't believe in involuntary government. Right. Whereas I believe that, um, you know, we have to have cops, we have to have roads, we have to have... Um, we can have all that voluntarily. Right. And we, we thanks very much for your input there. And we have to have armies <laughs> and all that other stuff. And it's really difficult for people to imagine a world without those things being administered by the state. So I, I say don't propose those things to them. Just let's talk about lowering the government in the areas that people can understand um, smaller government. Right, and I think the larger your your sample group, the larger the group of people you're talking about, uh, the less and less likely it is that you're going to have all those people agreeing on something. So I, I couldn't tell you what that number would be that you're asking for. I just don't think it'd be very. I don't think it'd be very high. I think you know it's it's difficult to. It would be difficult to get four people on the same street who don't live in a deed restricted neighborhood to agree on the same things, let alone forty or four hundred or forty thousand. Uh, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, I I just wanted to spur some conversation. Thanks for the call, Donnie. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. I like the idea of people voluntarily interacting in the marketplace. That's the way it should be. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got the bulletin board system and more. It's all for free. And if you like the website and you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and buy my house. Go to uh, house... House.freetalklive.com. You laugh, Mark, but you know, it's it's not good. It would be very good for Free Talk Live if we could sell this house so that Ian can move on emotionally. I got to tell you, man, it is it bugs me. I want to sell this house so bad. I'm taking you, offers. You, you act like you're, you're a man who's trapped in some way or another. You I'm not trapped. It. I'm not trapped. Mm. I just want to get out of it, see? Because I'm 1,500 miles away, and I've got renters that have been arrested and now a squatter is living there and it's just i can't deal with this so anyway house.freetalklive.com uh and uh, be really appreciated let's go to the phones you can bring up anything it's gene the christian anarchist in tennessee on the amp line hello gene well hi um i just wanted to say i told you so about the surveillance society now which part did you tell us about exactly i told you that the way they were going to do it is uh legislate it's not going to cost the government a dime they just legislate that everybody ha- that has a business that has a camera has to hook it up through the internet that's right surveillance yep. system. you did tell us that congratulations and, but it's not going to go it's not going to stop there of course you know they never stop uh when they've got an inch there when they can also take a mile right i think they're going to go after the felons next uh that's what they proposed down in houston earlier this year and I bet you're going to see that proposal come out in a handful of major cities or maybe even smaller cities, and I think you're going to see that next. What do you think's next, Gene? Well, they're also going to go into all of the government, all of the private records that are being kept by every kind of business. You're going to have to tie it into their system so that they can find out what you've been purchasing at Walmart, 
what you saw the doctor for last time, what your medications are. Um, all of this stuff will be tied in. Again, it's not going to cost them a penny. penny. They just legislated into existence saying, mm-hmm. well, now you have to pay for that. You as the business owner, you're going to have to pay for the connection and to provide us access to your database so that we know everything that's going on for everybody. So I think you're right on this one, too, because we know they've already proposed the immigration check program where uh, there are several thousand companies that are already doing this on a voluntary basis. They're checking every single employee or potential employee, somebody that wants a job. They check them against a federal database to see if they're okay to hire. They're going to spread that out nationwide as soon as they get the next opportunity to where every single employer in America will be forced into that program. And, of course, that will lead the way into opening the databases and the, the sorts of things you're talking about. So I think you're absolutely as, right. As, as an aside, Ron Paul will change all that. And uh, a friend of mine just called who had seen the debate tonight, mm-hmm. and he was just angry as a hornet's nest because the people, the, the talking heads, number one, wouldn't let him, Ron Paul talk to cut him off. And Jeez. then after the show, all they would talk about is everybody except Ron Paul. They wouldn't say boo about Ron Paul. Did you hear they pulled the poll? No, I didn't, but I heard he was winning. CNBC had the, uh, this, these are the people that hosted the debate, they had the poll up on their website. It was Ron Paul taking it away with 75% of the votes, and it was over 6,000 people had voted the last time I looked. So, decent amount of votes. 75% was what he was at. They yanked the poll this evening. It's down as we speak right now. They're, they're, the page is not found. So. They're really making themselves look like the fools they are. Yep, they sure are. And all they're really serving to do is galvanize the Ron Paul Internet movement even further. You keep, If you keep slighting Ron Paul, it's just going to make the Ron Paul supporters that much more upset and angry and dedicated and and uh, get out there and spread the message even farther and faster. And I, and I think that they don't realize that. I talked to a guy yesterday, came into our place of business, and I, he said, it looks like you're going to vote for Ron Paul because he's on my truck. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, here, take one of these cards. And I told him all about Ron Paul. First of all, I said, what... Because this is how I usually talk to people about Ron Paul. I say, what do you want to see in a president? They almost always come back with something that Ron Paul is strong for. And he said he wants to see us out of the war. I said, Ron Paul's your guy. I sure said, is. His, his exit strategy is we march right in. We're going to turn around and march right out. And after I talked to him for a little while, he walked out just all charged up. He's saying, man, I'm glad you told me about this guy because I had no idea who I was going to vote for. And he That's was going to go check him out on the web and stuff. So this is how... Ron Paul is snowballing, and they're not going to be able to stop it. They got to kill the guy. Well, we'll see what happens. And Gene, I, I hope, hope you're so. wrong. I, I hope you're I, wrong about that. I hope one. and pray I'm wrong on that. Thanks for the call, Gene. We appreciate it as always. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It really is amazing the way they are trying to slight Ron Paul. Just and they still are trying to pretend as though he doesn't exist. And it really must frustrate them having this you know, incredible I, amount of support. They were doing a little uh, pregame uh, stuff on uh, NPR today, mm-hmm. and they spent more time on Ron Paul than they did on any other... Uh, NPR did? Yes. Huh. Any, any other Republican candidate. I didn't, didn't get to hear anything... Well, I guess it was a Republican debate, yeah. wasn't it? They talked about Ron Paul more than anybody else that I heard. I do have to admit, I, th- I think he's getting a lot more attention than other people who are polling in his range. I mean, I think now that, he is. He is now. now. Tancredo, right. Brownback. Tan- yeah, I mean, you don't really hear about those guys either. And I think, I think Paul has gotten a, a fair amount of media attention from a media that might not be terribly friendly to him. And you know, given that he hasn't been polling in the major media's polls, I mean, if they discredit those polls that they've always been using, they discredit themselves. To some extent, so 
I don't know if it's out of a political interest, but more out of a self-interest that they've kind of said, well, the establishment media and the establishment political groups have said he must be a fringe candidate, so we're going to kind of try to keep him in that camp. They've definitely had to give him more attention simply because he does deserve it at this point. Well, the fundraising, his internet campaign, and the crowds he can turn out, I mean, that's newsworthy. It absolutely is, and to to some of the organization's credit, ABC News, uh, let's see, uh, Tucker Carlson, I believe, on MSNBC has had Ron on his show a few times now. He's very friendly towards Ron. Uh, let's see, Joe, Joe Scarborough, uh, also, I think that's also MSNBC, has been pretty so friendly too. towards him. So I, I'll give credit where credit's due, but nonetheless, at the same time, watching CNBC pull down a poll where, that Ron Paul was just dominating on is well, kind of sad. See, with a poll specifically where he's polling at 75, 80, 95%, I can understand when they pull them down because so many Paul supporters vote in them that it's completely unrealistic. Right. It's, 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 I mean, for them to they put, put the that poll up, up there... They put the poll up not so that Ron Paul can get name recognition on the internet in one more poll. They put the poll up to have an idea of who actually won um, the debate. What, what, what do the American people think um, who won the debate? Now, when, when Paul the wins... The American people that are on the internet believe Ron Paul won the debate. There you go. Right. I know that. They don't like that. They, I right. don't think they entirely believe it. I don't see how you can, you can't fake these things, man. You, I mean, we've already proven that these polls are IP checked. Many of them are, mm-hmm. um, and they're just you, they're just not worth spamming. Right. I they I the polls they are don't, a dime a they dozen. don't get that um, Ron Paul is a younger phenomenon. Um, you know, people right. that are you know people that are more uh, mentally progressive. I don't even know how to use the term, but the, you know, the more cutting edge sort of folks. They don't understand that those people are going to be on the internet, and when you ask those people for a poll, you're going to get Ron Paul. They're going to go. They're going to call their friends and have Ron Paul have them right. vote for for Ron Paul too. It can be very frustrating watching it happen, but I think that in the long run it's going to be good and for the here, campaign. If, if they wanted a trick, they would use a keyword. It would say, if you wish to vote, you know, they, they'd give you down at the bottom of the thing, if you wish to vote in tonight's, um, you know, Internet poll, you must type in this word. And, you know, the, the secret word is Grover. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that would help to eliminate some of the people that didn't actually watch, watch the debate and yeah. were just called in as minions um, to uh, vote. I, know, I can tell you, I've done it. And I haven't watched the debate, some debates. You've been a voting minion, you mean? I have. Yeah. <laughs> so have I. I voted in the CNBC poll. Mm-hmm. I did not still online. I don't see any reason now, almost anymore. We're going to win them all. The only debate I actually missed, I was it was because I was outside of it at UNH and I had to drive home, so I cut mm. the tail end of the debate. But I voted anyway since I figured I was there. So I've never watched uh, any of any one of these debates. I have watched the Ron Paul clips, but I've never bothered to watch. That really is the better way to go if you don't want to hear. You know, well, why would I want to listen to the other Here's Ron Paul's clip from this one. It's uh, Congressman Ron Paul of Texas said America yeah. must start living within its means if it wants a healthier trade position. Right now we owe foreigners, the American government. Right. right. Um, we owe foreigners 2.7 trillion dollars. Said Paul. No wonder they have money um, to come back here and buy stuff. And then we object. We can't maintain a reserve currency where our greatest export today are paper dollars. So. It, you know, he's right in line with everything, I believe. Ron Paul, I mean... And none of them are talking about this. Right, and I'm glad this is a financial debate, because I imagine Ron Paul had an, an opportunity, at least I hope, uh, to touch on the Federal Reserve and, and, and these sorts of issues that are very critical to his campaign, because he really hasn't had a chance in the prior debates to expound on those ideas. I just hope he, he prefaced it in a way, when he talks about economic issues, that the average voter could understand, because 
while a lot of us and a lot of younger people in college understand what he's saying when he talks about the Federal Reserve, inflation, a gold standard, a lot of people just don't get it. Glaze they're, over. They're, as, yeah, average voters don't follow economics. So I, they, I, I hope he explained it a bit more simply in this It's debate. difficult, but if they don't pay attention, it's their wallet that's right. going to get robbed. Well, I, I remember there was one, sh- uh, I guess, one debate where he tried to explain it in less than 30 seconds. He did an okay job. I mean, he did point out that inflation is a tax, but he didn't have a chance to really uh, explicate himself. Uh, so hopefully over time he'll get more of those opportunities. Uh, hour number three is on the way, and we'll know more by tomorrow night after we've had a chance to watch the debate. More on, on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We're launching into hour number three of the program. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And that, again, is freetalklive.com. Mark, you said uh, to me before the show started you had an email that you really wanted to get to tonight. So I think you should get to it. I do. Um, This is from Mike. It says, um, I, I sure could use your help. A couple of weeks ago, we, we that I assume he's talking about him, him and his wife, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, we went to a local pile-up fair here in western Washington uh, state. I assume that's a place. Spell that. Can you spell it? Uh, P-U-Y-A-L-L-U-P. Oh, yeah, that is a place. Washington? Yeah. Yeah. As we were uh, walking through the convention center of the fair, we came upon the Republican Info booth. There were about four people attending the booth. And after gazing for about five minutes, one of the people asked if they could help me. I ever so politely asked why there were no visible Ron Paul posters or info (laughs) sheets. You would have thought I asked to date their 16-year-old daughter or something. Mm. After a good dose of the stink eye, um, they stated it was a uh, waste of paper and time, but... Was in the back of the furthest table if I really felt like wasting my time. I went to take the... Like, as though the rest of the Republicans aren't wasting your time. Yeah. They are wasting... Hey, the rest of the Republicans out there really are a waste of time. Just so you know. I went to uh, take an info sheet and noticed the hidden box of Ron Paul stickers to wear on my shirt for the rest of my visit. After taking one sticker, they told me, take as many as I like. Even take the whole box. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want them here. While walking uh, uh, around with my wife, I was reading the sheet and noticed Ron Paul was against abortion. Well, for some reason, that put the brakes on him for her. I tried yeah. I tried to explain that she shouldn't get off track due to one issue, but that was it for her. She um we had made a uh, responsible decision to have uh to have her have an abortion when she got pregnant and we were in no way ready. So it really hit home for her. I've tried to tell her all the good about him and she occasionally listens to FTL um when she rides in the, my car and normally sparks good debate and she's about 90% on board. However, I need help in the arena of Ron Paul um Ron Paul's stance on abortion. This I'm, is a tough one. Man. Yeah, hold on, let me get through the email and then we can banter around. I'm not so sure how the approach um how to approach it, but I'm also sure that this view is more than likely held by many others that uh could mm-hmm. be otherwise on the fence or worse. Yet, like my wife, um if this is uh, the one of the first positions she sees, she locks up, wants to hear no more about him. Please help. Love you guys, uh, stepchild. Um, anyway, you know, I, I, pretty much everybody has that one issue that would lock them up. 
I don't know why it is abortion for some people, those people generally being women. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, it's this woman's right thing um, out there. I can't. It get is their body. I can understand. I, I understand. But if there was a law that said I couldn't have a vasectomy, I'd be pretty upset about that. I don't agree with Ron Paul's position on abortion. He thinks that it should be a, a state issue as opposed to a national one. I don't see what's disagreable about that position. Personally. I agree with the position, and I'm pro-choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I'm pro-choice, I, and I totally support what Ron Paul has to say on that. I don't, I don't think like the, the terminology pro-choice, but I end up falling on that side. Uh, I don't like what uh, <clears throat> I, I like what Ron Paul has to say because I don't think the federal government has should have any say whatsoever on the abortion issue. It should be a state decision, and some states will decide to make it illegal. Some states will decide to leave it legal, and of course, you'll see what what, what I mean. What will happen is people will leave those states in order to go and live in the states where they uh, you know they feel more comfortable. Well, here's. Um, um, he basically wants to know how he can talk to his wife, not about the issue itself. Um, so, you know, he probably understands. Well, what state are they in? Uh, Washington. Washington's a very liberal and secular state. They right. probably be, remain pro-choice even without Roe versus Wade. Right. Here's the so. here's the reason. Um, here's the reason, though, is likely Ron Paul. Um, it, you know, he should in in the Republican primaries. It's probably better to be pro-life uh, than it is to be pro-choice. Sure Whereas once you get to the general, it's probably a little better to be pro-choice than it is to be pro-life. Do you understand? I see where you're coming so, from. So uh, he has a really unique position, one that's the single most marketable position. He can be pro-life and pro-choice for the people who essentially need that. He can uh, you know, state b- both sides of his opi- uh, um, position. He doesn't have to hammer the whole, you know, the whole thing home and hope that right. somebody agrees with it. But- Harry Brown, when he was running uh, for office, was was pro-life. Um, Harry Brown, the libertarian presidential candidate in 2000 and uh, 1996, he made it very clear that he thought the idea of an abortion was an awful idea. However, he pointed out that he didn't believe government had any role whatsoever in it. Now, Harry Brown would go so far as to say government shouldn't fund them, nor should government prohibit them. I don't know if Ron Paul has ever gone out on that limb, but he goes part of the way by saying that he doesn't think it's the federal government's business either way. And I say that that's, I think that's a reasonable position for Ron Paul to take, and I like what you're saying. It's sort of in the middle of the road as much as you can be on that issue. Um, it, it, if, she, if she's upset simply because he personally believes that abortion is wrong, I don't see what you can say to that. I mean, what, what, what else can you point out besides the fact well, that he doesn't want to legislate it at a federal level? If she wants to vote conservative, with the exception of Giuliani... Who on the Republican side is going to be anything but saying we need to overturn Roe versus Wade and pass a federal abortion ban? Right. Ron I mean, Paul has the vast the... majority of the Republican field is saying we need a federal ban on abortion, and that's not. I mean, as as much as you can with still saying I'm pro-life, he's also saying we shouldn't mandate it at a federal level. So I don't know how much further he can go and still be called pro-life. Right. Likely, it wouldn't affect uh, her ability to to have another abortion or anybody's, uh, you know, some some people's abilities. Likely, and you, if we overturned Roe versus Wade and uh, made it the state's purview, which is what Ron proposes, and I see why it is he proposes that, then likely states like Utah, mm-hmm. Alabama, South um, Dakota, you know, some of those places would make it illegal for a woman to have an abortion sure. inside their limits. Then again, if you wanted to get one, you can drive. A couple hundred miles to get one. Yep, yep uh, exactly. You know, and and it's I don't know. It doesn't uh, it doesn't make any. It, to me, it's hanging a, it on this one particular issue is 
it's it's foolish. If you, well, I agree with that. If you were, um, if you but had, people are going to do it, right? If if you had an otherwise socialist society, but you could have an abortion, is that really what what you want? Madness. It's crazy. Right. I mean, I, so how I, politically principled is this woman? I well, mean, I don't know. But she's not terribly um, politically obviously, principled. Obviously not. And uh, a lot of fact, women have this as their one hang up issue. You know, Ron Paul isn't going to. Across the board, outlaw abortion. Likely, he wouldn't even right. have the ability to do anything about it at all. It's unconstitutional. That would be an unconstitutional thing. Right, but it's, but so is our it's current been con- setup. But it's been contr- controlled by the uh, the Supreme Court. Right. I mean, our current setup is also unconstitutional, which is a good reason to get rid of it. The Supreme Court really had no constitutional grounds to make the ruling that it did. I think I I, I can make that argument um, that in fact you know the Constitution is there to protect life, liberty, and property, well, and it, that, my friend, is a liberty issue. Well, actually, it was interesting. I was reading um, Billions and Billions by Carl Sagan just the other night, um, and I went over the part. He addresses the abortion issue, um, approaching it from a scientific principle, but he goes over the, the historical background of it. And actually, at the time of our founding fathers, abortion was up to the woman, up in most states, up until the point that you could actually feel the baby kick which essentially depended on her own testimony to say, yes, the baby was moving in my womb and I killed it. So it was basically unenforced. The wom- women could have abortions in 1800. There was no state with a law against it. How did they get that? How did that happen? What do you How mean? Did the abortion Abortion yeah. has always... They just stuck a the, uh, you, you know, needle up there or something? Uh, there, have been, there are drugs you can take. There are herbal drugs you can take. The Catholic Church didn't excommunicate people for abortion until 1869 either. If you look in the, If you look at the history of abortion, it's actually been much more accepted in Western Judeo-Christian society than people think it is. Getting back to his question, and that is how can he persuade his wife to get over this one issue with Ron Paul? I don't know how possible it's going to be because this is a really emotional issue for a lot of people. Um, but if you can't persuade her with the with the argument that, well, I mean, what do you think? Is Washington State likely to outlaw abortion anytime soon? If Roe versus Wade were overturned, how likely is it that this act will be outlawed in Washington State. If she thinks it's likely, then she's paranoid, and there's no way that you're going to get around it. Well, if she doesn't think it's likely, then why shouldn't she vote for Ron Paul? At that point, he should cons- he should maybe ask her to consider voting for Ron Paul, because she likes 99% of what he says. Vote for him in the primary, and then make up your mind later on whether or not you want to vote for him in the, uh, the general That's election. an excellent idea. Maybe vote take for the primary, and then, um, and, and then wait for the general. And the fact is, it's not the president's purview. The president doesn't decide whether or not abortion is legal or illegal in the United States. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It's as, it's as relevant as, you know, a local candidate for office having a position on the war in Iraq. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant to that particular office. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free, including the bulletin board system with over a quarter of a million posts. Serious issues and fun stuff, you'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. BBS. .freetalklive.com as we go to the phones here. Talk about the fiscally responsible men in Washington in a moment. Uh, But first, let's talk to Todd in Michigan. Todd, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Todd. Hey, Ian. Guys, what's up? What's on your mind? Well, uh, 
Um, just so happens I'm watching the rebroadcast of the debates today because I, I missed it. But I did watch the post-debate uh, uh, interviews that were on justin.tv slash Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing, Ian. Uh, it was just amazing. They had so many reporters going up to Ron Paul, asking him all sorts of questions. Uh, you've had a lot of people coming up to him, asking so many questions. And this was, this was live uh, streaming video feed uh, they had on the Internet. And it was just amazing. I mean, Ron was asking them, addressing the issues, the Federal Reserve, uh, the IRS, the war in Iraq, um, you know, just about a lot of a lot of the issues that uh, were were, um, as I understand it, were, were pretty much covered on the uh, during the debates earlier today. Yeah, I've heard that Ron gets uh, just swamped when he gets done with any of these debates. Just gets swamped with people that come up to him on the oh, stage. Yeah. Uh, a recent debate, they had to Absolutely. kick him off the stage because there were so many people crowding around asking him those same sorts of questions you're talking about. Yeah, um, well, remember, this is in my home state uh, um, where, um, in Dearborn, where they had this uh, live event, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just amazing. Um, so many people were there, uh, even Chris Matthews on MSNBC, when he was doing his hardball show, uh, he was going, well, um, you know, it's, it's great that Rudy Giuliani, um, he, he actually did it for everybody here, and and as analysts, and I'm thinking, those, guys, those clowns don't know exactly what they're talking about. Ron Paul basically knocked them over, and it was just, it was just amazing. Was I heard frankly, he only had two questions asked of him, and then the only other times he got to speak was maybe once or twice. I heard it was really just only a handful of uh, opportunities for him. He's, you're saying he made the most of them? Well, no. I, I mean, I'm just saying that out of the answers that he gave, I mean, um, even though he was asked a few questions... Uh, he did a great job. Uh, the Good. other candidates, they were just, you know, going on and on about, oh, you know, um, uh, Giuliani was great, you know. Uh, you yeah, know, just salivating and, and falling and fawning all over them, sure. Yeah, they were fawning all over the big candidates like T- Tancredo, Romney, McCain. Have you, heard the new, and, uh, have you heard the new Romney ad? I've heard it on the radio recently. It claims that he's a real tax, he's a real tax spendthrift. He's, uh, he's signed the, the No New oh, Taxes Pledge. Yeah. I, I, I heard about it. I haven't seen it, but uh, right. I'm not really surprised. He's so full of it. Long shot. Yeah. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate the update, dude. And 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line. Have you heard this one, Mark? Oh, yeah, I've heard it. Well, wasn't he governor when they uh, instituted socialized medicine there? In, yeah. Uh, he's a liar. Yeah, that was his he, plan. He's he's a particularly bad, he's a particularly slimy person. I mm-hmm. I mean, Mitt Romney is a very blatant flip flopper on many many important issues. Right. See, he signs the uh, the no new taxes pledge. And then proceeds to instigate new fees on people. See, it's all about the wordplay. It's all about what you call these things, apparently. Because he did raise the fees in Massachusetts uh, while he was in control. But taxes, fees. Right. Taxes didn't go up. Yeah, mandatory fees. (laughs) There there was, I I got a uh, speeding ticket in Massachusetts. There was a fee for the ticket. (laughs) <laughs> they gave me a fee for giving me a $200 ticket, a $50 fee. So it ended up being 200 Why not, why not just call it a $250 ticket? Right. The, the feds do that stuff, too. Uh, the, the feds gave a couple of the activists here in New Hampshire uh, tickets, $100 tickets. There was a $20 processing fee on top of the $100. Excuse why don't me, they just give a $120 ticket? Well, I don't know. They just love tacking on more taxes. Let's go to the phones, to the fun talk, to Tony. Tony, listening in Michigan on WAAM. Hello. Hello. Hey. 
What's on your mind, Coming Tony? in from Ann Arbor, just leaving the uh, Ron Paul rally at mm-hmm. uh, the University of Michigan. Ah, Excellent. fantastic. Congratulations, by the way. You're our first caller from that radio station, WAAM. Oh, really? One of our newest stations, as a matter of fact, yes. Nice, nice. So how'd it go? Yeah. Give, us the, give us the scoop. Oh, it was fantastic. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm 36 years old. I'm a veteran. I'm a student. I'm a worker. I'm a son. I'm a brother. And I've been waiting my whole life to t- for someone to tell me the things that that man said. You know what? That is freedom, what I... freedom, freedom. Yeah, you know, I felt the same way when I heard him speak as a politician. I, I've, I've, I, I'm on a libertarian talk show six nights a week for the last five years. I've heard all this stuff before, but hearing it come from a politician at the front of a room, it felt different. Yeah, it was amazing. One of the things he said was, "I'm, I'm not running for office to, to." tell you or to tell you what i what i am going to do i'm i'm running to tell you what i'm not going to do i'm not going to run your life i'm not going to spy on you i'm going to get the government out of your life and that's a beautiful thing to me you know i love what you said because it totally validates one of the theories that i've held for a long time and that is there are a lot of people out there like you tony you are part of the silent majority as i like to call them the people in america that have been so fed up with the republicans and the democrats and the status quo of ever increasing government that you don't most people you know most people in your position they don't bother voting i mean when was do you vote every uh, every 4 years or are you somebody that just really hadn't bothered? Up until recently. I've I've voted ever since I was 18. Well, there's a lot of people out there um, that that I think have that same mentality of I've always been waiting for someone to present this message. It's just it hasn't been presented. Uh, I mean, were you excited about the candidates you voted for before, or was it just sort of eh, lesser of two evils? I'm doing it out of uh, obligation, sort of feeling. No, no, I don't believe in that philosophy. I, I've never voted for the lesser of two evils. I didn't care what party they belonged to. I voted for who I thought would do the right thing. Voting for the lesser of two evils is selling yourself out. It's doing the wrong thing by yourself, your family, and your country. So who have you voted for in the past, then? (laughs) Pardon me? So who have you been able to vote for in the past if you're not voting for lessers of two evils? I've I've voted for libertarian candidates. Oh, okay, well that explains it. Okay, that's <laughs> all I need here. So have I, and it's nice voting for people that that actually are espousing your belief system because you don't feel guilty when you uh, when you leave the voting booth. You know, it's not your fault what goes on. You voted for the libertarian, or in this case, Ron Paul. Right, and if everybody did it, then you know, we, we, th- th- there would be a much fairer ca- uh, campaign. Absolutely. Uh, hey, we're oh, glad yeah. you're out there, Tony. Do you have any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, let me give you the first numbers on the turnout since I'm the first caller from the from the rally. Okay. It's, you know, it's it's hard to guesstimate that when you're when you're standing in the middle of the crowd. But I've been to a lot of big events. I'd say it was somewhere around 1,500 to 2,000. That's significant. That, that is, uh, I mean, it's it's Ron Paul has been proving that he can pull bigger crowds than any of those other candidates can. Any of them. And that's yeah, just more. Yeah, people were cheering his name. They were going crazy over it. They just it keep getting amazing. bigger. And Tony, we're glad you're out there listening. Catch us uh, every single night of the week out there on uh, WAAM. We'd love to hear from you again, and thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. SACL CAI toll free line. That is what I have been saying for a long time. There are people in America that have been waiting for a candidate like Ron Paul. The Libertarian Party's been giving them for the last thirty years. It's just they haven't gotten any attention. So the, the critical difference here is that Ron Paul is actually perceived as a much more viable candidate. 
and he's saying pretty much the same things that Harry Brown and the uh, Michael Badnarks and the other Libertarian candidates have said, and that's exciting a lot of people. 800-259-9231. The drunken sailors in Washington. We'll check in with them next. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, a broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. Does your mattress... Oh, excuse me. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. Our number is 800-259-9231. We uh, will go to D.C. here in a moment, but first we'll talk to Eddie in Ohio. Eddie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Yes, for the first time in my life, I actually donated to a presidential candidate to help him win, hopefully. Wow, first time ever, I presume, Paul. Ron Paul. Okay, yeah, the first one for me, too. I never donated before, and this time I said, you know what, I think this is a good idea. The second thing people should know about Ron Paul, and then I'll talk about the mm-hmm. other thing I was going to think of, Ron Paul's been married for over 50 years to the same woman. Mm-hmm. He has five children, 18 grandchildren, and he's delivered over 4,000 babies because he's an OBGYN, a doctor. So obviously he loves children, he loves babies, and he loves life. And, Probably uh, likes having sex, too. I mean, that's a lot of kids. <laughs> Nothing wrong yeah, with that. that's part of it. But uh, here's the one thing how morally bankrupt America is. That, okay. Uh, you know who's that Vic, Vic guy from the football player who everybody wants to throw this guy in prison for Michael having Vic. dog fights? Yeah. Michael Vick, yeah. So everybody's screaming bloody murder. Oh, throw that man in prison. But yet, you have one and a half to two million abortions of unborn children every year. So they think a dog is more important than a human life. It's just really, I don't know. So are you somebody that wants to throw mothers in prison cells, Eddie? Is that, would that describe you? Uh, well, I, I don't want to throw anybody in prison. But, oh, okay. you know, I think life is a beautiful thing, and people should get morals and realize that a child is a beautiful thing to have. I have three children. Is it immoral, in your opinion, for a couple who is maybe early on in their life together, maybe in their early 20s, and they've, you know, they've decided they, they don't want to have a kid until they're ready to have a kid, an accident happens, is it immoral to, uh, to abort in that particular case? Oh, I just think the murder of a child is just so grotesque that I just can't imagine doing it. I just well, can't imagine doing it. More importantly, I mean, um, than what's a the, fetus, not a child, uh, the, by the way. Uh, you know, I just wait, 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 wait a minute. A fetus is a Latin word for unborn child. So you know, it just shows the ignorance that people see. You say fetus, well, it actually means unborn child. So if you want to just take that word and act like it's nothing. You're like saying something you don't realize. What it's you're a saying. it's a parasite in my Ed, opinion. Eddie, Eddie. don't yeah, listen. Do not listen to my partner, Eddie. Um, he is a <laughs> madman. He is completely yeah. out of control. He has gotten a vasectomy and he hates children. Okay, I mean that's, that's not true. <laughs> really, it's not true. I don't hate kids. Well, where are the kids? Well, I don't My have kids. When was the last time you've been near a kid? Just because I don't have uh, uh, William is the uh, young son, the president so of NHFree.com. So it's been weeks. So you studiously avoid the company of children. 
There you go. That's my proof. Eddie, here's I my question to you. No, that's, I, I, I've got to talk to Eddie here. Excuse me. Wait. I, I've, got, I've got a question for Eddie. Um, Eddie, the uh, here's my question. Now, I am um, against abortions. I think they're a bad idea. But I also think that uh, locking up doctors uh, that are in, you know, uh, trying to serve their customers, save lives, um, locking up women who want abortions because they're going to want them. We know that's the case. Um, that's the only means that the government has for preventing abortions. I don't know how you would do it otherwise, other than just getting out there and putting up, to, putting together a bunch of adoption agencies that would motivate young women who are pregnant that aren't, don't want to keep the child to give it up. And you know, there's there's all kinds of kids out there right now that are in foster homes that are, uh, you know, unloved. And my question always is to somebody who wants to legislate abortion. I'm not, and I don't know, don't know what you'd want to do, Eddie. I haven't asked you that yet. My question is, how many adopted children do you have? <laughs> I don't have any adopted. Right. Children. So now, what would be your solution for handling the abortion issue? Well, Eddie? the first thing is, you, you don't act like it's something like it's no big deal just having an abortion. So women run around saying, instead of going on the pill, well, I'll just get an abortion, which is makes every no time we talk. Says every that. time <laughs> we talk about it um, on this show, I make it clear what my position is. My position is I am anti-abortion. There are not women that are just saying, oh, I'll just get an abortion. It's Absolutely. cheaper to be on the pill. Absolutely, there are women um, that are you know use abortions as birth control. Yeah, the kid's not born either way. If you use birth control, the kid's not going to be conceived, therefore not born. I mean, the real issue is either it's a human life or it's not. And personally, I think there, there's a gray area in there. I think that, I would agree with you. I, I think that at some point, a minute before birth, yes, this child's indistinguishable from a minute after birth. But I, you know, there is a gray area in there, and I right. think we have to look at this like rational people. Like what you were pointing out, where we're screaming for the blood of this guy who killed a dog, which isn't too normal. People usually don't care about killing animals. It's it's not life that we care about protecting. It's human life. So there there is a point where I think most reasonable people would say, you know, especially when the child can be born, you know, eighth eighth and ninth month of pregnancy, a lot of reasonable people will say that's a baby. And I think most doctors would never perform that abortion. I mean, you're only one percent before of, only one percent of abortions in America are are considered late term third trimester abortions. It, when they talk about a ban on late term abortions, it's it's meaningless. That they, they would not affect the statistics really very much at all. I agree with you, Nick. There is a huge gray area with this issue, and it's a gray area that's never going to be resolved, ever. No matter how many talk show hosts get on the air and talk about it, no matter how many laws are passed, no matter how much discussion there is, how many debates there are, no one is ever going to come to a consensus on when life begins. It's just not going to happen. Eddie, thanks for the call. We Wait, appreciate I, I, it. I got a question for Eddie. Oh, you still there, Ben? He may be there. I don't know. Eddie? Eddie? No, he's gone. And he's gone. All right. See now, He'll be I, back had, sometime. I had an abortion situation today. You did? Yes. Okay. Um, this is sort of an announcement, so gather around your radio, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, my wife and I are pregnant, and what we, is that supposed to mean? Well, what is that supposed to mean? You are not pregnant, sir. You are not bearing a child right now. You don't have to deal with the mood swings. You don't have to deal with the cravings. You don't have to deal with the throwing up in the morning. You, what are you talking about? You're pregnant. Nick, do you see what I mean? He I, hates, hates I, children. I see what he means, but I also find that term kind of strange. 
What, we but are pregnant? I have it's, it's no code use, but it's, 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 it is strange. It is kind of strange when we say we are pregnant. Yeah. My wife's pregnant. It's very I inaccurate. am going through <laughs> something here, people. I, I know, but you're, but you're not I mean, pregnant. the things are different in my house. There's a raving mad woman. It's no, okay to say there is a pregnant woman in my home or my <laughs> wife is pregnant, but you can't say you're pregnant, Mark. Sorry. I didn't say I'm pregnant. I said we are pregnant. <laughs> How would yeah, you like to say So it? you're collectively <laughs> pregnant? Is that the case? Well, uh, the two of us, there is a pregnancy uh, amongst the two of us, yes. And by the way, I don't hate kids. I volunteered at a, uh, at a church camp when I was younger, working with kids. Oh, uh, well, that's great. Yeah. What, how long did you do that for? How old were you? I, don't, I was a teenager. Oh, great. Yeah. That's swell. Anyway, just uh, letting you know. So, um, nothing against kids. The one thing they offer, uh, um, you know, when you're they want to do this little sonogram to see whether the child has Down syndrome and all kinds of genetic defects and that kind of thing. And, you know, my wife wanted to get this sonogram. She was a she's a little older. So um, she's 39. And Mm -hmm. so she was elevated risk. And they wanted to poke around in there. And and we found out today that uh, it's a little boy that that we're going to have. Oh, little Mark Jr. Well, it, it was going to be one of the two, You wanted right? a girl, though, didn't you? I, I would have preferred to have had a girl. That mm. would have been my preference. But I'm sure that I'll uh, grow to, you know, not even care. That's good. Um, But, you know, in the future, I prob- we probably won't have a child. We'll we'll adopt if, we, if we're going to have any more. But either way, um, they offer the option of, you know, looking in there and seeing whether, um, you know, you've got downs. And if, if they do have downs, uh, getting a uh, uh, getting an abortion. Now, I can't say I'm for that. I don't know exactly how Laura would have reacted if... Um, we... I'm totally for that. Why would you want to bring someone into the world that is not going to be at, at full capacity? If you can avoid uh, bringing someone into a life like that, I, I think that's humane, personally. I, I would agree with you that there's no... I don't have any problem with it. I just... You know, that, that's personally where I'm coming from. Whereas I don't have a problem with somebody getting an abortion when you're talking about a child that's, you know, genetically got a, a, a difficulty and they're never going to live, you know, the, the full normal life. Mm-hmm. I guess, Nick, uh, you fall on the... Where do you, where I you would on? fall on that side, yeah. I, I think a lot of times uh, cruelty is mistaken for kindness when we, when we bring children like that into the world or when, when we extend life in a way that... It's an unnecessary it, it extends a very unnatural existence. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but just enough time for you if you make the call now at 800-259-9231. As always, you can bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free. Then we do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get involved, get on the list, become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. The idea is a simple one. If you like the show and you want to uh, help us get on more stations, that's what the amp dollars are going to do. They're helping us promote Free Talk Live to more radio stations across the country and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide and as fast as possible. There has I don't think there's ever been another liberty-oriented show like ours in the history of radio, uh, certainly not one that has grown as far and as fast as we have in the short amount of time that we We've been syndicated uh, nationwide, and it's all thanks to our amplifiers. So uh, head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program, learn about the perks you get, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only chat room and forum, and more. All of the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Nick, take us to Washington, D.C., and uh, tell us what those crazy guys have been up to. Well, they've agreed to, uh, well, the Senate Finance Committee on Wednesday has approved an $850 billion increase in U.S. borrowing authority. Um, that will bring the grand total up to 
$1.815 trillion with a T dollars um, in order to avoid default as the government nears its credit limit. <laughs> um, the previous credit limit was $8.965 trillion. Right, but so they get to set their own credit limits. They just, they just they they have just to vote them. on it. Yeah, um, it's basically like if you had a credit card that you maxed out and you just asked for for them to up your limit by $2,000. Apparently, the right. government feels And you have no that. intention of actually paying it back. No. I mean, this this will supposedly last us, from what the pundits have been saying, until the new president takes office in 2009. So we're getting a little over a year out of almost $1 trillion in oh debt. Oh, my. I mean, that's that's how fast they're borrowing at these days. And if we go to war in Iran or engage in some other program like universal health care, that will accelerate. Um, and this would be the third largest debt increase in U.S. history, but it's mm. only the third largest, so it's it's up there, but it's it's not set it breaking new ground or anything. Well, they're breaking new ground in that it's the uh, the highest ever, right? Right. right. This is the highest total right. debt ceiling we've ever hit. Third third largest increase. So, yep, over not almost ten trillion dollars now, um, just in government debt. Right, isn't it great? They can just keep on. I mean, it's not quite like a credit card because if you aren't paying your credit card bills back and you're, you know, you're generally being awful with your credit card, the credit card company might just say no to increasing the credit limit. There's a chance that they could say no. There's no chance government's going to tell itself no. Well, what are you talking about? We can't. We we need to stop here. In fact, we need to turn this around. These fools are going to keep uh, increasing this limit until uh, everything comes to a grinding halt. Right. The only I don't know of anyone besides Ron Paul who's ever stopped, um, you know, voted to stop these things. I mean, right. maybe some of the more fiscally conservative uh, members of Congress have, but there's just not enough of them. What, what happened to these small government Republicans? You think that they would be screaming bloody murder if they actually had any semblance of principle remaining? They're and actually, they don't. They're big government pork belly Republicans. Right. They right. lied to us. Yep, every one of them, well, except Ron Paul. So is that the uh, is that the story, Rick? That's that's Rick? pretty much the story. I mean, that's we're getting about a year for eight hundred and fifty billion dollars. What that, a deal! It, it's that's I mean that's just what we owe right now, or what we're going to owe at the end of you know by two thousand nine. That's debt, but we also have bills we've promised to pay, like social Unfunded security. Unfunded liabilities, yeah, right? That those add up to about fifty trillion. I've heard fifty-five trillion in unfunded liabilities. So we're going bankrupt. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mark is telling me we have a call, but I don't know about it. We so. do. It's uh, Bill on, from Ohio. Okay, then, Bill, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hello, Bill. Ron Paul for our president. Sounds like uh, really too good to be true. You realize what? that. That generally anything that seems too good to be true really is. So what are you suggesting? Oh, well, I'm suggesting we go clear back to cutting the cherry tree down, where you cut the cherry tree down and starting all over again. Uh, How exactly really, would you go really, about that? Buddy, I don't have the slightest idea. No, well, okay. Then in, in, in the meantime, all we've really got is the Ron Paul candidacy. hope, right. But we must realize that all of these politicians are going to, 99.9% of them anyway, are going to tell you whatever you... They want you want to hear. Oh, I believe you on that, and I and I think Ron Paul to some extent does a little bit of pandering, but uh, I think Ron Paul is that point one percent that you're talking about, sir. I mean, if you look at his voting record, he really is too good to be true. He really is the real deal. I mean, his voting record is very, very principled and very constitutional. Then you know what's going to happen, don't you? He's not going to make it there at all. He'd be killed off or bought off one way or the other. That's what some people suggested. All we've got to do is, is all we've got is a hope. And uh, I'm I'm with that too. Yeah, and I I too. hope you're wrong about that part about the uh, the killing. I but sh- I sure am too, but I doubt it. I really do. All right, man. 
Thanks for the call. Anyways, Bill. okay, thank I you. appreciate I, it. I understand how he feels. Um, you know, the government's broken beyond repair, uh, and that you know any truly great politician is going to um, you know, run up against some insurmountable odds. But I, that that kind of attitude doesn't pay me. It doesn't do any. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't give me any hope for the right. future. Why in the <laughs> world am I even? Why don't I go out? And um, you know, shoot yourself. Get a, well, not shoot myself. Go out and shoot some politicians. I mean, that's that's really where that ends. It ends where I get angry and I start honing my hunting knife, and I'm going to go down to Washington D.C. and hunt me some politicians. That it doesn't. It, it, it's it's a very defeatist attitude, and it yeah. doesn't go anywhere. And you know, it, it, the fact is that hope. Does work. There, I'm sure there was some guy sitting there in uh, colonial uh, America, saying, "Oh, you guys, just all you're going to do is get hung from the highest tree, you and your silly revolution." Sure. I don't know if Ron Paul's going to win or not, but I have hope that he will, and I believe that he will, and I'm going to work, and I'm going to work uh, for the campaign like he will. Tomorrow, I'm going out and passing out campaign literature on the streets of Keene. That is. Does the, that sound like something I would do, Ian? No, never. You can't. You don't leave your house for that sort of thing. I don't like. I, I would. I mean, I'm you actually only a leave pre- your house to go out and eat. I'm and stuff. kind of a shy person when it comes to yeah. situations like that. I don't want to do that. But I'm going to go out and hand out campaign literature to people on the streets of Keene because it's, I believe in Ron Paul. It is that attitude that you're espousing right now, Mark, that is going to give more people hope, that's going to spread the message of freedom and liberty, and give us the shot, the chance, at actually cutting this government down to size. If you don't, if, size, if you don't have a positive attitude like that, then please stay home and don't infect anybody else with your, negative, uh, your negativity. 800-259-9231. Uh, so... One of the other things I wanted to touch on here in a moment uh, was a quick email. I don't know if we're going to have time for it. But, but on the whole um, the, the positive attitude, negative attitude, uh, these people like uh, the, these defeatists, the people that believe that, well, the New World Order is in control of everything and they're going to kill Ron Paul if he gets too popular. Well, why haven't they bumped him off he now? He didn't suggest that. He didn't suggest it was the New World Order, but he did suggest that someone would kill him if he got too popular. Mm-hmm. Why don't they do it now? I mean, he's spreading his ideas right now. Right now, people are getting excited. People like uh, like uh, the gentleman who called Tony from Ann Arbor said that he'd been waiting his whole life for a candidate like this. People are getting energized like they've never been energized before. Why not cut that off early? Why even give him the opportunity to make it to the primaries? Well, it's because there's not really a grand arching, overarching conspiracy out there. That's just... I'm Talk. sure that there's people out there conspiring um, to take over the world and all that other stuff, but I'm sure that there's competing uh, entities that want to take over the world, lots of them, lots of different people. Um, I, you know, I, what are we going to do about that? I think Ron Paul is the only chance. I think he is the, the chance for the federal government to be reined in in our lifetimes and drastically downsized. Because if Ron Paul is elected in 2008, then that you want to talk about sending a message? For the first time ever, Washington, D.C. would really have been sent a message. Every single one of those representatives, both uh, Democrats and Republican, would know that if they didn't go along with uh, helping reduce the size of government, that their terms are about to be done as far as uh, 2010 is concerned, that they're probably going to be ejected from office because all of America voted for a libertarian uh, as the presidency. That would, that would send such a huge message and would make such a big difference. Now, if Ron Paul doesn't get elected in 2008, 
I think the only chance at that point is uh, secession, the Free State Project, something, some sort of uh, outside of the Beltway solution, something that doesn't involve changing Washington D.C., something that involves people on a local level just ignoring Washington D.C., a city government or state government cutting all ties with Washington D.C. Maybe not actual secession, but financial secession, where uh, where a state government says, you know what, we don't want your highway money, we don't want your drug money, we don't want your Homeland Security money, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever federal money is being handed down. Nope, don't want any of it. Don't want any of your mandates anymore. We're done with you. I think that's the direction it needs needs to go in if the the Ron Paul thing doesn't work out. Hmm. What what do you think? Um, I have my own line in the sand as far as uh, the whole secession thing goes. Uh, Basically, the Ron Paul thing doesn't work out. Maybe he's inspired a lot of people, so maybe we won't. You know, it'll be down the road that we'll be able to fix Washington. But I'll lean towards secession when universal health care comes about. I think That's talking about secession is, is about as uh, uh, profitable as talking about the lizard people. We are done. It has been Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And I think it's very important to talk about secession. And that's why we're going to keep doing it. Oh, Free I know Live. we are. See you tomorrow night. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.